Welcome to the Save Room, your safe haven for gaming news and discussion, as hosted by your two favorite soft boys, me, Kevin. And me, Daniel. And this is episode 48. Mr. Daniel, we made it. How are you? Good, man. I feel like I haven't sat in the seat in, in quite some time with you. Uh, the floor of your bedroom. Yes, yeah, correct. Rather correct, correct. Of my bedroom. Yeah, you were away. You were gone. Yeah, I took a little reprieve for the holidays. Oh my god, Daniel, you missed out on so much shit. What did I the miss? The gamers... They rose up. Did they? The gamers rose up, man. It's 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 over, dude. Society upheaved, dude. See, I didn't hear any about that on the east because I think the humidity and heat just suppresses them. What? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't hear about the government shutting down? The gamers are are to blame. <laughs> Trump put the government on a gridlock because of what? Yeah, because of gamers. Okay. Because they wanted a fucking a very specific suit in a Spider-Man game. Wow, that's what happened. There was there was protests in the streets. I didn't know if Trump was a Raimi fan. I thought he was more of a Mark Webb fan. Uh, you know, he showed up in the back of one of the the old Spider-Man movies, kind of like that scene in Home Alone too. He showed up like, "You got him, Spider-Man!" And Spider-Man's, "Oh, what an honor, Mister Trump!" And we all looked at the camera like Jim Halpert. <laughs> 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 Daniel was away in Florida. Mm-hmm. How was the motherland? It was good. It was, um, like I said, it was good to be back. Uh, I got to just relax for a little bit. Although, like, being on vacation never feels like I'm fully relaxing because I'm just planning, like, day-to-day, hour-to-hour plans. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. Then I'm going to go on to this. Then that and that and that. So I feel like I only had one day of, like, relaxation. And oddly, that was in Orlando where I was just, like, at my friend's house doing nothing. <laughs> mm. But it was good. I got to catch up with the fam, drank a lot with one of my old best friends, who got his doctorate, and I played a shit ton of video games, actually, which I was surprised about. <laughs> did you see the uh, magnanimous Uncle David? I did see the magnanimous Uncle David. Oh we went God. to the Extreme Action Park. What which the was, fuck could that mean? It was pretty lit, dude. They had go-karts. They had um, like virtual reality stuff. We did like a, a virtual reality zombie shooting game. Wait, 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 wait. Is this like a modern, like, boomers? Yes. Or yeah, you can describe it as like kabooms boomers. Kabooms slash yeah, Grand Prix Racer Rock. These are all region-specific. All, all the same thing, though. Fucking play. But a big old arcade with go-kart. Maybe you have a rickety roller coaster if you're lucky. I think one of those had a roller coaster, if I'm uh, correct. Boomers. Boomers sure. had that, right? Okay, so yeah. was it like that comparable? It didn't have a roller coaster. Yeah. It had an extreme ropes course that was suspended over the arcade, which was pretty neat. Oh, did you do it? Yeah, we did it. And we How'd were it feel at 30? Far too out of shape to be doing anything <laughs> like that. Like, I think he was reluctant. And I was like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. And then halfway through, I was like, we'll never do this again. When I recommend to do a ropes course, tell me no. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so I'm glad that you're back. Thanks. Feels I, good to be back. I have to ask you. Sure. Did you, because you were on the road, did you get a chance to play... Sakurai's latest and greatest, the the Super Smash uh, Brothers. I see here, Super oh. Smash Brothers Ultimate Ultimate Edition. Yeah, we played a little bit the night it came out because uh, it came out that Friday, and I had a flight early that Saturday morning, so we we got into it a little bit. But when I was home, I went hard on it. Like I played with my uncle, I played with my friend Dave, I played um, with my friend Susan and Zach at a bar. So I had no shortage of Smash while I was down there. I actually, so my, my biggest question is, mm. what's it feel like to have more than three friends in your life? Oh, it's a lot of management. Gotcha. Uh, that's why coming back here feels nice because I don't have any gotcha. friends and gotcha. it's just like me, you, and my cat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Well, anyway, how was Smash? <laughs> it was, it's, it's been a great time. I've been pivoting between playing it on handheld and playing it on the TV mm-hmm. and my opinion What do you also, prefer? What do you prefer? Honestly, I, I enjoyed my time with it in handhelds. 
Um, But I feel like there's so much happening on the screen in a given moment, especially between the levels and assist trophies. And God forbid I have more than two players on screen that the smallness of the the handheld is, I feel like I can't keep up with it. But then when I put it on TV, it's like, I don't know that it makes it any better. I had a similar problem with the 3DS edition that came out because the camera does this huge pan out situation. It gets to a point where it's like, it's fucking ants hitting each other Mm -hmm. and just colors erupting across the screen. And you can't really, like most of my deaths are just like, Oh, I didn't know that was me. Yeah, because oh, you're trying I to fixate on something like, oh, did I fall? Oh, did I die? It's hard to tell what's going on. I think that's always been endemic in Smash, mm-hmm. especially from like Melee and onwards. It's just been a fucking seizure show. Yeah. But it is a fun seizure show. It feels... It's impressive how much fucking content is in this game. And we knew because they kept mm-hmm. on like barking at us through numerous directs. Like probably like four too many directs that occurred through the year. But fans love it. Yeah. And... I, I was like, okay, yeah, you know, you got 74 characters, got all these fucking stages, hundreds of stages, music and this, and then, like, when you actually get into it, it's like they're, I'm seeing something new every time I'm playing it, which really, is really no. fucking neat. Now, there's a contentious choice that this game has made, Daniel, mm-hmm. which is you have to unlock these characters. When you pick it up and try to go in the classic mode, you have, like, what, seven characters? I think the original The cast. original eight, yeah. Yeah, and then it's random how you unlock them, unless World of Light is a little more specific. But... Uh, How do you feel? Because I think it's kind of neat. I I like the feeling of being like, oh, there's a new challenger, and I like try to figure out who it is. I'm just like, oh, maybe it's Shulk. Uh, oh, it's Jigglypuff. Yeah, weird. right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I see. Yeah. I don't mind that. I know there's a lot of contention because people are just like, oh, I want to be able to play all the characters with all my friends like first night. And I think this game makes better concessions than Melee did, where you had to do certain challenges to unlock characters, or like have X amount of characters and then do a certain story mode with yeah. like Pikachu on hard to unlock Mewtwo or it was it was weird stuff like that this like every 10 minutes of play time a new character will approach and like new challenger approaching and you'll get to do it and you'll fight him you'll win or lose and if you lose like you will eventually run into that character again i didn't know for the longest time though that there is a challenger approach on i think games and more to where you can re-challenge like fights you've lost so i had a stack of like eight characters that i had lost against that i got to fight back through yeah, so, it cycles like every 10 minutes. Uh, I didn't know it was there either because no. I was just like, fuck, I'm never going to see Richter again. He beat me. Yeah, he be- he punished me in front yeah. of the fucking Dracula. Richter beat me like three times. Yeah. But I wanted him the most. And when I got him, it was so... He's like my... I guess he's the closest thing to my main. The Richter is really fucking fun. I don't see a discernible difference between his play style from Simon. I don't either. I know there probably is, whether it's counters or the color of his fire. Right, but I prefer Richter because he doesn't look like fucking Conan the Barbarian like mm. Salmon does. No, I'll give you that. Sa- Sam- Sam- Simon. <laughs> Call him Salmon. Yeah. His face looks like he eats Salmon raw. <laughs> I I like the game, and this is... like I've been out of the Smash game for a while. Like I didn't keep with it. Mm-hmm. I didn't get a Wii because I thought the Wii was bogus bullshit, and mm. I was... History has proven me correct. Yeah. And the Wii U, even worse, I was not going to shell out money for like literally eight first party titles that I really wanted because lo and behold, they, they, they made their exodus to the Switch. Yeah. You know, I knew that was going to happen eventually. I was like, Nintendo's going to get it right eventually. And then I'll be able to catch up on these games. And I'm so glad I'm living in that timeline. Where you can get your eight first party games on the Switch instead. Right. Where it's like, <laughs> no, it, like literally the ones from Wii U, like fucking Hyrule uh, Warriors and Mario Kart. New Super Mario Brothers coming out in January. Yeah. Yeah. All that shit. That's pretty cool. But is there anything that you feel is like weird? Okay. I got one gripe. Mm -hmm. I don't really give a shit about the World of Light mode. 
Okay, so I've spent like five, six hours on it so far, really? and it's way too big. Like, I, I heard there's over a thousand enemy fights, and I've so far have hit like 70 or so. Because, like, each space on the map is like a challenger fight, and usually it's like a certain circumstance. Like, you're going to get this Gengar spirit card, but to do it, you have to fight Donkey Kong, and the floor is poison. So they do different simulations to make it feel like you're fighting a Gengar or whatever character you would be unlocking for your spirit card. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it makes for some interesting fight situations, but some of them are way too hard. And like I said, that's there, what I'm saying. There are way too many of them, too. But I do love, like, the love that was put into that mode in specific because you get to travel across, like, different areas. You get to go to a city where you. You know, you fight, like, Splatoon characters, and you fight, you go through a dojo area where you get to fight Street Fighter characters, and, like, I, there's a Metal Gear Solid base, and there's a Zelda area, and, like, there's so much attention in each zone, and it it's special, but I don't think I'm ever going to, like, get through all of it. And I hear that, like, even after you get through the World of Light, there's a World of Dark. No! Yeah, I, there's oh more Oh my god! <laughs> Holy so, shit! I'm glad, though, because I initially thought that that's the only way that you can unlock characters, but I come to find you can just do it by doing stock matches or the classic mode, which I've actually had the most fun with. Honestly, yes. That That's the thing that's kind of burning my ass about this, is that I'm having fun unlocking characters by engaging with the classic mode, which I think is fine enough for getting in there, getting some hours, getting a little scrappier yeah. than I am, because I started the game as goddamn garbage, played with the controller a little bit to mm. something that apparently Smash players would fucking slap me for changing it, because you got mad as soon as you played my control style. Well, you were like, I don't understand why there are two different buttons for jump and I can jump on the stick, and you had to take a second I to remap that. it. And it works for you. I just It's so ingrained in my muscle memory from the, the early smash days jump on the stick nah no nah, i can't do it yeah. man because because i i use it wrong mm -hmm. i use it in a f like fight and flight and it fucks me up when i don't need it to fuck me up mm -hmm. but after i'm done unlocking characters through classic mode i'm gonna have to like engage in world and light yeah. or world of light unless i have you know buddies coming over but aforementioned friends don't exist so yeah. it's just me and you playing the game and i i'm just like i don't know i'm gonna get trapped in world of light i i hope i come around to it because it really is the main single player component of the game otherwise it's just smash it is and th that's actually where the most of your nintendo lore is happening like all these subsidiary characters that you know didn't get put in the game as like assist trophies or main characters that we cried for like they're there in little ways yeah like, fucking alexandra rojas from uh eternal darkness yeah you have eternal darkness characters you have fatal frame characters like so many characters that i wouldn't have otherwise known yeah. about and it's i don't know it that part's really special but it's just i go on and off with it and i i think my my most cherished experience so far has been with classic mode because they give like each character like a story beat and like i'll do i'll do marth for instance like you fight through it's you fight through a tier of like swordsmen and like monsters and then your last fight is with um the rathalos from monster hunter world yeah and you, imagine it's that. this big ramp up to a fight with a dragon so like each character has a sort of final boss that feels like really tied into the storyline it's neat i actually like that shit a lot fighting a boss at the yeah. end and like you fight the gloves and that's a whatever lot. You fight the gloves a lot. Sometimes yeah. you fight two gloves at once. Mm -hmm. Yeah, imagine that. A left and a right? What What will Sakurai think of next? But then sometimes, like, in the Zelda ones, you fight Ganon, and that's really cool. Yeah, I know. Oh, and that much like so it is awesome. in the original games, like, you have to find ways to get over him and hit his tail, and it's just, it's so tied into the original series that they're from, and that, I don't know, I like it. It's yeah, nice it's, it's a great homage. It's a great homage. Now, let's, let's, we didn't, um, you weren't here for the Game Awards, but of course they announced the first DLC character, Joker 
from Persona 5, yeah? my friend. Was your internal shapeshifter screaming? I I <laughs> wanted to get beneath the mask and, you know, reveal dark, man. Yeah. That's what that's where I was at. No, I think that's actually really dope, especially because I know we're going to get some Persona 5 tracks mm-hmm. and a level in the game. I want to see his fucking moveset with, like, the UI. You know how the UI is, like, yeah. really crazy and pronounced? Well, I'm sure they'll do something with it, because you look at characters like Little Mac, or the Fire Emblem characters, or even... I'm sorry, which of the 1,700 Fire Emblem characters are you talking about? Pick Daniel? one. They're all just, the same. Just all, like, yeah. I, I I didn't... Is there other characters in it? I thought this was Fire Emblem Warriors too. Right. <laughs> Super Smash Mazo. But... Even Cloud has that same like UI where he hits his limit break. So I yeah. imagine they're going to do something that is a nice nod yeah. to the game it's from. But this does beg a question, Daniel. Mm-hmm. What are we going to see next? We got four more characters. And it doesn't seem like they're going to be Nintendo characters. It seems like they're going to be third-party characters. And the argument, too, is like they're not going to be Eastern first-party characters or third-party. yet to break that rule. There are no... Uh, Western third-party characters in the game. None. Okay. Yeah, I remember I told that to you, and you were, like, trying to, like, figure out who no, it was No, I worked through it all, and I'm like, no, yeah, they're like, all no, Japanese. All I th- Japanese. I think Pac-Man was the one that I paused on a little bit. No, that's like, Japanese. no, Paku Paku Man, you know? It's Japanese, dog. That's <laughs> so, not American. It's not American. I mean, if, if we had to go the Japanese route yeah. with Japanese yeah. characters and properties, there's still a lot to choose from. There is, there is. I don't want that restriction. Uh-huh. Because I want my boy Master Chief in the game. Yeah, for sure. That would be my... That's my top tier right there. Okay. Okay? What are some of yours that you would like to see? Uh, some of mine... Uh, we had this discussion the other night, and we went back on, back and forth on some pretty cool ones. Um, there's probably a great anticipation probably. for Sora to be in it from Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, I would say that so. That makes sense. I would say so. Uh, you were screaming for the Xenomorph. That would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> the Xenomorph from Aliens yeah. in there. I think there would be some good attacks. Like he can spit some acid on the ground and people walk on it and get hurt yeah. and like lose a little vulnerable. Like you know a face saying? hugger assist trophy? Oh, That'd yeah, cool. dude. Yeah, throwing face huggers at people's heads, That'd be man. cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm into that. I'm into that. Uh, my two big ones that I would like, I would like to see maybe more Final Fantasy characters or, you know, some from software characters. Which so. Final Fantasy character? I think Noctis would be cool, although he's already kind of tied to the Tekken series. Yeah, you might as well just put Negan in the game at that point bashing in fucking kirby skull oh my god <laughs> do a fucking home run derby with ness yeah uh that'd be cool or some you know bloodborne or dark souls characters go oh, really yeah. get a hunter in there a hunter would be cool solaire vistero would be cool that one makes sense the most he's already amiibo yep. dark souls is on the switch make it fucking happen yeah. it, it make it for the memes alone you know make it for the memes alone. i think it'd be great I mean, my personal bet is for Lady Maria. Lady Maria? They probably won't do it. Oh, no. Or at least if you're going to do a Bloodborne character, give us the Astral Clock Tower as a level. Uh, give us uh, Lawrence, Sir Lawrence. Oh, my God. <laughs> and his fucking, his, his, he was in the DLC, right? Yeah. Did you fight him? He has a Moonblade, right? Yep. Have that be one of the, the final smashes. He shows up and just smacks your ass into the moon. That'd be cool. Or fucking like Rom, the vacuous spider, just like changes oh the my. entire level. That would be cool. Yeah. Because one of my favorite things is is stage morphs. That's like the newest edition uh-huh. for this. That would be cool if like Rom was a tie into that. He just changed the... She. She. Oh, I'm sorry. No, that's okay. She changed the levels at her own will. Yeah, I'd be into that. So. I'd be into that a lot. I asked you if you would want any Resident Evil characters and you said no. I don't know, because they haven't really gone hard on horror in mm-hmm. Smash. Like, they, they have Fatal Frame, like, as an assist trophy. Like, mm-hmm. I forget, like, she just fucking takes pictures yeah. of you. And, you and can, freezes you in Yeah, spot. freezes you in place. But uh, Luigi's Mansion seems to be the hardest they're going to go with horror, okay? You know? So, like, what, do we, what would we see? 
fucking Jack Skellington. Oh my god. <laughs> as a character. That'd be cool. <laughs> Nobody saw it coming. <laughs> no, that, so the, the cardinal rule is that it has to be video game characters, right? Yeah, I think Sakurai said that if it's not a video game character or licensed property, it won't be in Smash. Okay, okay. Uh, video game character, video game. Marcus Phoenix. He shows up okay. in Smash. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be cool nah master chief before anything else master chief, why, why do you dude. want master chief so badly uh because his suit jacks him off <laughs> <laughs> i think they would have to raise the the esrb rating on the game if that was the case <laughs> what do you fucking activate as an ultimate he starts jerking him off and you can feel it in the controller vibration <laughs> your joy cons are doing something joyous <laughs> Oh man, so so Smash, could we recommend it? Uh, would I recommend it? Yeah. Not at all. Only yeah. for nerds. Only for nerdos. No, Smash is really good, yeah. and even though I'm kind of, I have a baseline Nintendo cynicism, mm-hmm. I can't throw any shade at this game. This game is great. This, ge- this game is really fun, dude. I, I can't throw any shade at it at all. I mean, maybe world of light a little bit but i'm I'll, I'll give it to him for trying something new there's just so much content baked in and so much love that feeds into generations of nintendo lore and history it's just it's special and it, yeah yeah it really does feel like an epoch event of nintendo yeah. for sure you've seen some ugly sides of me in this game so far and you're probably going to see many more going forward yeah i don't know dude what's going on with you you want to talk about this the shit talking do you want to air this shit yeah, yeah, yeah i started shit talking, talking you're like on. what's happening okay save roommates to give you kind of like a feel for who we are as people even though i'm i'm considered what the grumpy one of us i'm the curmudgeon gamer mm-hmm. if you will that that's gonna be my new youtube channel angry sure video to, game curmudgeon yeah make sure to like follow and subscribe <laughs> macaulay Coken's gonna fucking do a guest spot we're gonna play some home alone games um <laughs> i traditionally don't like to shit talk during mm-hmm. games i don't even like to like come at people about their skill level or anything okay. i just go like no, no no do your thing yeah unless we're playing overcooked then you need to tighten the fuck you up. are somebody else in that kitchen i don't know who you are when you play overcooked the meat needs to always be going okay all right i hear you what's going on with you and smash <laughs> i maybe it's just the culture i grew up with where i, I did play with some some in-your-face toxic video game yeah. players when, back in my Melee days and Brawl days that it just carried over and I forgot about it because I became more sedate in my 20s and adulthood and it just like it was the more drugs you started doing the more sedate you it became. was just like a case of revertigo where I felt like I was 18 again and I'm like yeah. fuck you don't you're not getting near that stage I'm gonna final smash you to hell and back you asshole and I was just like <laughs> spouting off at the mouth I don't know oh there, man there are two games I shit talk in overwatch and smash brothers yeah i noticed like you got a little nasty at it and like you are very good at smash yeah. i've had to learn to play around you we played we played we spooled up a few games before this and yeah. i learned like the one thing is you like being super aggressive yep. up so, in your face with the counters and the attacks and the smash yeah attacks. so what's the most frustrating thing for you is to just dodge your ass constantly sure. and just go after that good opening yeah <laughs> no, you've come up with a counter attack that's perfect for you and i think you won every game we played before the episode so yeah and also i just cause chaos if there's other characters on the screen i'm gonna toss them your way i'm mm-hmm. gonna do things i'm gonna get out of the way of their smashes and then come in after you <laughs> fucking diversion yeah please. it's, be- it's become and i think that's because i've been playing spider-man again because okay. the dlc i've been getting a little more dodgy with that shit yeah you got into dodgy. the you got into the third dlc i certainly did silver lining came out my dog Ooh, tell me about it so spider-man dlc as you remember the last one that came out what, what was it the heist the heist turf wars and turf now wars silver lining one. No, Turf Wars is the second one. Turf Wars is the second you one. You always get this fucked up. Turf Wars, <laughs> I did not enjoy very much. Yeah. 
I, I, I thought it made some strange choices with its characterizations, including with Yuri. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of made her this hard-boiled, like, revenge seeker, and it was kind of not great. Okay. And what I realized, the failing of that uh, that chapter was that Spider-Man really didn't have somebody to play off of, okay. which was really cool in the first chapter with him and Black Cat. And in this one, it's Silver Sable. Because Silver Sable just kind of shows up in the main game yeah i didn't like her appearance in like the second and third acts of the main game it just felt very tacked on and Mm -hmm. she would pop in and out and i'm like okay you're just a weird antagonist yeah and it's like they didn't they didn't know how to give you like more enemies Mm -hmm. they're like okay uh, people escaping the raft that makes sense Mm -hmm. and uh, i guess maybe some thugs and hmm (laughs) and then they're like oh how about these fucking these fascist mercenaries that work for sable we're gonna have a bunch of those give them jetpacks it'll be fun yeah so she'll show up have some sort of tenuous reason to be there and then jet the fuck out in this DLC, she has a bigger reason to be there because Hammerhead from the previous DLC <laughs> is 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 trying to take over the Magia, and he keeps on like stealing Sable technology for okay. his own shit. And we eventually find out that he's stealing fucking supplies that she intends to send back to her home country, which is war torn and impoverished. So mm-hmm. you actually get a little a little bit of a meteor backstory here. They still do the same thing where they tell the story through like um, you meet a character and then there's some dialogue. Maybe somebody calls you. Maybe Mary Jane's just like this. Is what i dug up from silver sable da, 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 da. and it, it it's cooler that interplay between them because she obviously hates spider-man at first and then you have to kind of determine like is she a good guy or a bad guy and then pete eventually is just like no she's got good intentions mm-hmm. she's just kind of a dick <laughs> is all so that's a lot more fun and then that cliffhanger kind of gets touched from the first uh dlc act gets touched okay. and it's like okay I, I don't want to spoil anything, but I'm just like, it's not a satisfying conclusion to that arc. And it, it really does feel like a setup for whatever they're trying to do with either one, another expansion, maybe a second season of DLC. Okay. I'm kind of hoping for that. Or two, we have to wait until the full-fledged sequel to figure out what's going on, which not a happy thought because Spider-Man just fucking came out. And that means we probably won't see Marvel Spider-Man 2 until the PS5. Probably not. Yeah. Although they haven't announced uh, a year or two of DLC plans. It's not out of the realm of possibility for them to do something like that. No, I, I they really... Yeah, I don't know if anyone has outright asked them that because they're too busy asking about a goddamn suit from 2002. Yeah, uh, let, do you want to get into that a little bit? I feel like that's a natural launching point. You know, I want you to play the DLC and we can get back and forth. Yeah, on that um, if you want. We'll, we'll get into it. I have one more thing I want to talk about before we move on. What's the beat on Red Dead? Where are you at? Uh, the beat on Red Dead, I'm still loving it. I okay. am in, I'm still in the... loving it completely. You I'm love a... everything about Red Dead. Currently, yeah, actually. I'm in the throes of Even chapter... the open world, that's really boring. I'm in the throes of chapter five right now, and uh, yeah, it's it's more linear than most of the game. So, yeah. like you said, it it moves out a clip after a certain point, and it keeps you on this really high stakes narrative arc that I'm really loving. Following all the shit that happens in Saint Denis, I go on this other. I'm not. I don't know if I want to spoil it here, or if I want to save it for like our end of the year episode or whatever, but shit starts cooking at a very high octane rate with the characters and the setting and it's just it's gripping i i told you that it gets to a certain point in the story where it just fucking goes rip roaring Mm -hmm. where it's like oh wow this really boring cowboy simulator actually became something with a statement it has something to say the story cooks the more it takes you away from the hard wild west setting the more interesting it is like the stuff in saint denis it boils over into a simmering climax that is so fascinating to watch you see characters reacting in different ways that you don't see them in the first act of the game you see characters die that you don't expect to die it's Uh just like it it has you by the throat 
and then you get fucking catapulted in this whole another setting that you don't see coming at all and it creates like a really interesting set of like a few missions that you do back to back that granted they all kind of end in and cover shoots and gunfights but it's just it's cool the things that happen i'm not going to get too into it now but i i don't know i'm I'm really invested and i'm i think i'm a little more than halfway through the story right now Mm -hmm. and i'm interested to see how it kind of comes to the conclusion that i keep hearing about i think you're talking about that too you're just like i feel like i'm getting towards the end of the game and i was like which chapter are you on and you're like oh yeah four i was like no you're not no, I was like, I was like, I'm on chapter, f- I'm in chapter five, I'm on the island, and you're, you're like, no, you still have a way to go. You're precisely like pretty much halfway. Yeah, because that epilogue is long, son. Is it? Oh, baby, okay. it's long. I don't, I don't mind it so yeah. much, but I'm, I'm really enjoying it. My goal is to power through it within the next. Good luck. Nine days or so until we record our next episode, and Good maybe. Good luck. Because I want it to be something I could talk about in full on our game of the year episode. Okay. So. Okay. So yeah, still playing that, having fun with that. I'll. Give you more thoughts later. Give me more thoughts later. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I will I will say this. It's not my favorite game of the year. Mm-hmm. Again, I will always have a problem with its boring open world. It is too vast and it makes you move through it too slowly. Mm-hmm. But it is my favorite narrative this year, for sure. Hands down. I think that's the best story. And the first half of the story doesn't even indicate that no. it should be the best story of the year. Not at all, actually. It gets there. Okay. It gets there, son. Trust me on this. Very cool. Uh, I will speak on a game that I have finished that I played on uh, my flight back to Washington. You brought your PS4 on a plane? No, 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 no. What? My Switch. Uh, it It's a hybrid console? Yeah, man. That, that was the whole marketing spiel. Goodness gracious. Yeah, so What'd you play? I downloaded Gris. Uh, came out on the 13th, and I was kind of super hyped to get into it. I know I told people that I would probably play Celeste first, but something about this one called yeah, to me. Yeah, you did lie. Yeah, this one called to me more immediately, and I downloaded it before I left, and I it took me the course of two flights to beat. I think I beat it in four hours or so. Yeah, it's, a, it's supposed to be a short It's short It's time. a short runtime, for sure. I mean, think of like the runtime of a game like Journey or Limbo, like two to four hours max. In the vein of Journey and Limbo, is it kind of one of those, it's more about just getting through the environment than it is like, is, how meaty is it? Like, could, do you see yourself ever revisiting this, this, this game? I don't really know because there aren't variances in it like there are Journey. Like mm. Journey has the thing where you could play it, you can play the whole session by yourself. Right. Or you can play and you have people drop in and out and they'll help you on your journey to the end of the story. And you can make your scarf real long you can make your scar- and then you get the white the white robes. Like there are things yeah. like collectibles and hidden things you could find. And the, so there's more of a, a calling for replay there where Gris is kind of like one and done. I will say immediate comparisons can be drawn to Journey because it's that same sort of like immersive meditative experience where it's very vague in a lot of what it tries to convey to you, but you get lost in the minutia of like the way the characters are emoting or the sort of emotional journey the character's going on that you're kind of piloting. So it's it's kind of comparable on that. The, I th- I the think, whole thing looks really hand-drawn. Yeah, it has a very, very thoughtful uh, watercolor hand-drawn style mm-hmm. to it. It's beautiful. It's one of the prettiest games I've played all year, like bar none. I think Hollow Knight might be the second under that. But just because it's very unique, like the art style is is wonderful and it only gets better as you go along because... Some of the mechanics that it uses, it uses sound and color to kind of progress through the narrative. So color becomes a mechanic where you start off, um, you're this character, she lost her voice, she's going through these stages of grief, the world is very gray, and you unlock colors that unlock the world a little bit more. So you start off with gray, you unlock like the color red, and then the red desert starts to kind of like span around you. And then you get green and the lush forest starts coming, and as you get more colors, and more abilities start to happen along the way with it. So. You've, you've touched on a thing that for some reason has always gotten me in games, mm-hmm. which is having 
a direct visual effect on the environment. Like, that's why I really love Super Mario Sunshine, because mm. it's filled with this fucking moving gunk yeah. that you gotta spray on down and clean that shit up. I like games where it's like, also, it's like, okay, I need to find this beacon or whatnot and unlock the light. That actually reminds me of Flower. Mm. Uh, that game company did that before, yeah. where it's like, it's a gray world, but like, when you do, when you're floating through the sky as like a petal or something, mm -hmm. you just like, unlock the brightness and color in the world and shit. I like that. It's kind fascinating because you'll revisit areas from the beginning as you have more. I think you get a max of four colors. Um, and Ooh. when you go back to the initial area, when you've unlocked them all, it's a completely different landscape. How much is the game? Uh, I got it for sixteen ninety nine. I think. Okay, that seems yeah. about right. Yeah, no, so it's it's great. Um, Nomada Studio developed it. I think Devolver Digital published it. Really one of the special gems of this year. I got to say, though, it's pretty... It's easy. It's probably the easiest game I've played in a really long time. The platforming, while is like it's one of the main game mechanics, it's not punishing at all. You don't die. There aren't any enemies that attack you. Well, what happens when like you fall off the level or something? There's no fall damage. Nothing like that happens. Okay. It's all very contained on screen, so you'll just fall until you hit like a platform or the ground. Oh. Yeah, so it's just... I think it's very accessible in that rate, because I think they were more guided to... We have an emotional resonating experience that we want to tell you through our means, the combination of sound and visuals and all that other stuff. Music good? The music's wonderful. The Berlinist, I think, did it. Really original score. Really ties into <laughs> the melancholy nature and the mournfulness because it's a sad game. Oh, you like sad stuff. I, I do. It's a sad boy game. All right. Know. So we got a sad boy recommendation right there. Yeah, it would get um, two emo nights up for me. Emo nights. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. But great game. Can't recommend it enough. Actually, it's the first game I've ever beat on the Switch, too. So What? The first game that I've beaten on the Switch. Really? You, oh, that's right. You didn't, be, you didn't beat Breath of the Wild. You didn't beat Breath of the Wild, Hollow Knight, Super Mario Odyssey, Mario Kart. I thought you beat Odyssey, though. No. Mario not. Kart's not a beatable game. No, it's not. That's a game that always lives with you. Six yeah. to your bones. Six to your bones. <laughs> so be okay. So we're right before the holiday break. We're on the holiday weekend. Mm -hmm. I want to devote some fucking time into Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I really, really do because I enjoyed that game when I picked it up. What it came out end of October, right? Or I think like so. That? Yeah. Yeah. Right yeah, before yeah. Red Dead. Right before Red Dead. Red Dead. Red Dead walked me away from it. I wanted to get through that story. Yeah. Uh, also, because Ubisoft made a fucking massive game. There's so much content. Like, I can't tell when I'm doing a mission if, like, is this going to forward the story or is it just a thing I'm doing? Mm -hmm. But either way, I just stopped caring. I stopped caring because I'm just like, I enjoy Cassandra, her interactions with people, the little side branch stories that mm -hmm. they do. They, I just played this one where there's uh, this little girl lost her mother, and the last thing that her mother told her was that you need to make friends. Make more friends so mm -hmm. when you find this girl she sets you on a mission to go get like pearls and jewels for her friends because she was like that's what my mom wants mm -hmm. and you come back and find out that she's made like clay friends okay. like she made basically snowmen out of clay and she the pearls and jewels are for them okay and you walk up and you have this fucking choice this is an assassin's creed game daniel where you have a choice to either scold her because it's good for her she needs to face reality or just kind of condone it and play along and not ruin that girl's day. And I made that choice because I was like, I don't want to fucking like level this lonely girl yeah. with a dead mom. That's not my style. <laughs> she's already got dead mom syndrome. Right, exactly. But Cassandra makes a comment when she's walking away. And she's like, oh, even though it's good for you, I can't break your heart today, little girl. Mm. And I'm just like, oh, man. I love this game. 
Yeah, I hear there's a lot of really deep moments in the side yeah. quests and the character arcs. So I want to I want to devote way more time into that. Of course, I got distracted with uh, Spider-Man mm-hmm. uh, occurring and happening, and I love being back in that world. And I want to hundred percent the DLC, even though it's the same shit every time. Yeah. Do the screwball challenges. Collect some shit. It's it's that's actually kind of a big letdown that yeah. all of the DLC installments lean hard into that. But you know, whatever. I know it is what I it know. is. It's crazy to me that Assassin's Creed Odyssey, though, people are clocking in like eighty to a hundred hours in the end game. Yeah. Yeah, uh, especially sure. when you take on what their cult storylines there's a massive spider web in your menu of cultists that you have to one discover their identities uh-huh. by following clues and then two murder them Ooh. okay and then you start like it's kind of like a hit list it's like having the game hitman within assassin's creed okay. it legitimately makes you feel like an assassin for people that are bitching about how like it's not assassins anymore it's just a fucking like like odyssey or grecian odyssey game it's like no there's still assassin's creed elements they just dialed back on that future schlock that sucked so Mm. bad back in the day it used to be like 40 percent future shit 60 percent uh history stuff yeah now it's like fucking 96 percent history stuff (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly well it's for the better i'm sorry current day shit was always weird i think origins did it really interesting because you're like an archaeologist in the real world and you're finding clues that link you to bayak and like anya which i thought was really riveting which is what's in odyssey okay but it's not huge elements. It literally is just like, oh, you you walk out of the animus, you have a conversation. I, I'm pretty sure these gals are hooking up. Uh-huh. Like they're pretty they're pretty close with each other, but they got a dynamic. It's great. They talk to each other, and then it's like, okay, I'm gonna go back being Cassandra. Fuck off. And then you're playing as Cassandra for another 15 hours, not worrying about that goddamn bullshit. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> pretty nice, yeah. actually. Pretty fucking nice. Daniel? Yes. Daniel, Daniel, Daniel. I need to get your hard opinions on this one. This is something that happened in the news. It's very serious. Okay. Um, We're seeing glimpses of what is the hedgehog known as Sonic. Okay. From the upcoming Sonic the Hedgehog feature film that Hollywood is producing. We saw his blue furry thigh gap. We saw a silhouette of him like doing the Spider-Man crouch, and we're seeing some stuff that's scary. I can't believe this happened while we while I was away because I would yeah. have loved to do like an immediate reaction cast for it. A full episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on, on this situation. Give oh. me your quick thoughts. What's happening here? Is this what you want? No, it's disconcerting. It's weird and it um <laughs> I think we keep forgetting that Ben Schwartz is inevitably going to voice this Sonic. Correct. So I guess it plays into his weird languid gawkiness a little bit. <laughs> uh, I, I can't even imagine. What, so what does he look like? What are they going for? They're not going for modern Sonic, right? They're trying to make him look like the original hedgehog creature? Kind of. But, he looks like something that was experimented in a lab like on the island of Dr. Monroe. <laughs> yeah, there's one where he's on like the, the Bay Bridge, right? The Golden yeah. Golden Gate Bridge? Mm-hmm. Am I right about saying yeah, those words? Yeah, Golden Gate Bridge. Okay, Golden Gate Bridge where he's dangling his horrible, horrible blue legs. <laughs> his thick blue legs. <laughs> and he's got, he's got his kicks. He's got his red and white kicks. Yeah. That's a thing that they kept. They look a little different than the signature shoes. And they're yeah. not soaps, unfortunately. What is this story? So it's not like, oh, hey, he, he he ran from his dimension or some shit. Is it really just like Jim Carrey as Robotnik is experimenting on a hedgehog and made this horrible freak of nature that loves running and chili dogs? I don't know, man. I was at the excited moment, at first. We don't know if any of the other key characters are going to be there. We don't know if Tails is going to be there or Knuckles or anybody else. So We don't know what's going to happen. At this point, like what we conceived back in July on our high hopes for the Sonic the Hedgehog movie... That's all out the window now. The the gaming <laughs> the gaming world is collectively holding its breath. Yeah. 
for this film because everyone knows in their hearts it's going to be bad, mm-hmm. but we're kind of holding out like the interest is there. You know, we're still looking. It's kind of like um, an old lady taking off her bra. Oh. You know oh. those boys are going to sag. Oh, jeez. But you still look. Yeah. Because you need to know. <laughs> Deep down. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> the thing that, like, throws me off, too, is, like, we got the Detective Pikachu trailer a few weeks prior, and I thought that was going to be the Trash Fire movie, and that one's shaping up to look way better. That one looks it. like dreams coming true. Yeah, it looks great. Yeah, this this one looks like a fucking nightmare. Yeah, I really don't know how they're going to realize Sonic in this world. but I have no idea, but it's definitely going to be some grandma titties. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, another weird thing that happened while we were away that we didn't write about. Yeah, what's up? Um, apparently Australia has their own version of the Game Awards. That's news in itself. Called the Australian Game Awards, the AGA. Oh. <laughs> and they decided to name Detroit Become Human their RPG of the Year. Okay. Which strikes me as odd. <laughs> okay, so so I was trying to work through that. I was like, Detroit Become Human, an RPG in a year where like Octopath Traveler came out. And we saw the the, the Game Awards uh, proper, sorry, mm. Australia. Yeah, uh, where they tried to pass off Monster Hunter World as an RPG, which I makes a better case. But I was just like, yes, that's true. There are, there are elements that are very RPGs. I yeah. still think that's like action RPG. But where do we really draw that line? Doesn't matter. Detroit's not a fucking RPG, so I'm thinking that they're confused. So we actually started looking up Australian slang yes. to, in the hopes that RPG means something else, and I think we've got, we've landed on yeah. something. We had a few offensive ones that we had to rework. <laughs> yeah, including um, what they call vaginas out there. <laughs> Map of Tassie is apparently yeah. the, the, the slang for that you one. You kind of blew my dick off with that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually. Just because, it, what, the, the in Tasmania, it looks like a triangle yeah. on the map? Yeah. So I, I landed on a combination. So sure. Ripper means something really great. Okay. It's like, it's Ripper, mate. Ripper, mate. Right. Yeah. And then there's, I was like, well, what's P? What's a slang P word? Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you get rid of all the offensive stuff, we have Pash. Which is shorthand for passionate. Which is, uh, it's referring to a passionate kiss. So okay. a Pash. Okay. So we're thinking like, maybe it's like a rip a pash of a game <laughs> mate like rip a pash of a game mate yeah, rpg <laughs> yeah that it's that that's their rpg it's a it's a rip, rip and pash well if david cage games are known for anything it's they're known for their ripper pash moments right for and, sure d- for sure i would say there's a lot of ripper pashes in, in there <laughs> <laughs> also 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 talking about pashes a pash rash is is the r- red irritation on one's face after you have a passionate makeout session with oh. someone with a beard. Okay. Well, Correct. I'm sorry to all of the women I've been with. Since. And me. Yeah. And you. And me. And me. Okay. <laughs> so are they confused? What's going? What's going on? I, I really don't know what what committee pulled their thoughts together and thought. Okay. Yeah. This could be an RPG. I think that this is content like this is contentious in my mind for two reasons. Mm-hmm. One, um, calling it an RPG, I think that kind of that's kind of a confusing yeah. thing. And two, fuck you, David Cage. That's all he wanted to say. That's all. That's all this was <laughs> this about. This is the whole lead up to just <laughs> fuck David Cage. <laughs> Fucking a man. <laughs> Fucking is it, if there's a garbage fire of the year award, give it to Detroit. That's Fantastic. Yeah. It's first in line. What the f- you like that game though. You enjoyed it. I think it was a fine game. You think it was a fine game? Yeah. Clancy I, it, Brown saved it. It is It is the height of David Cage... <laughs> David Cage... <laughs> it is the height of cage Yeah. <laughs> of, uh, I wanted to say David Cage narrative experiences, but that's all he's really ever given us, so... Oh, uh, okay. So, 
Another thing occurred very recently, and this is something that kind of burns me a little bit more than David Cage getting recognized for anything besides the wet farts that he puts on paper. No, that's the thing that irritates you the most. (laughs) For sure. I would say it is the fan-fucking-vitriol to the Raimi suit. Yeah, dude, holy shit. What the hell's going on, guys? So, I guess fans had it in their expectations, and Sobniak never said this was coming. Uh, As they released their DLC expansions, you know, they had content planned, and three new suits that came out with each one. And they kind of announced them ahead of each DLC plan, and as they came out, we're like, okay, cool, yeah. Not the Raimi suit, maybe it'll be in the next one. Wasn't in Patch 2? Okay, maybe it'll be in Episode 3. Well, DLC 2, yeah. Yeah, maybe it'll be in uh, DLC 3. When it wasn't in Silver Linings, people lost their shit they fucking popped yeah but i think the thing that i need to just really say and i think greg miller captured it best is that this is a vocal minority Mm -hmm. and because of this vocal minority that's the look that's being presented for the fandom of spider-man yeah that's the fucking look do you want to run down some of the shit that they're actually saying i do after much fan vitriol insomniac games gave us the much cried about raimi spider-man suit for free yeah in anticipation for the third and final episode for spider-man fans had high hopes that the raimi suit would finally make it in the game however when the last set of suits were posted and it wasn't included the gamers weren't happy and lashed back Come on, Insomniac, one fan wrote on Twitter, including a picture of the Raimi suit. You said you were listening. Insomniac clapped back, saying, Listening doesn't mean we always will do what people tell us to. We hear you. Hearing doesn't mean we always act or follow. Another person tweeted, Don't you see you're disappointing many fans by trash suits? (laughs) In return, Insomniac had quite the response. Quote, We don't feel any of the suits we have released are, quote, trash or anything close to it. All of them were selected by our team for reasons and had a lot of love and effort put into them. Do you you know what you're saying to this studio? They fucking delivered the best Spider-Man game ever made. They poured years into this project. Mm -hmm. They poured so much passion. It's fucking evident in the story that they gave us, Mm -hmm. in the fucking huge moments that they gave us in this game everyone has given this game accolades and they gave you fucking 20 plus suits in there there's already so much content and suits in the game but the hill that you choose to die on is a suit from the schlockiest spider-man games or spider-man movies out there like all it does that raimi suit i don't even like it that it's okay it just has the raised webbing on it i do not like the raised silver webbing in fact that was the the biggest contention points for me Mm -hmm. in fact i think a better representation of the classic suit in film is amazing spider-man 2 which insomnia came out and confirmed that they're not gonna put in the game yeah So what fucks me up about this, too, is, like, we we got a great game. They gave us one of the best games of the year, best Spider-Man game, bar none. They never said the suit was going to be in the game. And them holding their silence on it, too, like, it didn't mean they weren't working on it. It just mean they it meant they couldn't say anything about it. So get this, guys. Insomniac, uh, this is a licensed game. Yeah. Okay, that's the relationship here. And while Sony ha- owns the movie rights to this character, when it comes to other forms of media, it gets a little more particular and a lot more complicated. Mm-hmm. So in order to use uh, the design from the Raimi films, that took a lot of back and forth, a lot of NDAs, which are non-disclosure agreements for the gamers out there that don't know that acronym. Yeah. Non-disclosure agreement means that they cannot discuss the terms of a contract 
or negotiations out loud, lest they put that entire negotiation at risk or their job at risk. They So here's the back and forth that's happening with fans. They go on Twitter. They hear Insomniac say things like, you know, we hear you. We hear the feedback. That doesn't mean we can, can or always will act on it. And they say, okay, why don't you tell us yes or no then? And they go, we literally cannot provide an answer mm-hmm. to that question. There's a oh, legal contract binding them to say nothing. And what do gamers say? Oh, okay. We're the customer. So obviously you're breaking the trust of fans. We legally cannot tell you if it's a yay or a nay. Mm-hmm. And Fans weren't even taking the the ambiguous non-statement as, ooh, there's a potential it's in the game. They were taking that as a fuck you for some reason. Yeah, really, though. Let me, let me redirect. Let me deflect that one back to you, fans. Fuck you. There is a very strong difference between being passionate about something you love, especially a piece of pop culture, versus being a goddamn asshole. People are harassing people that work at Insomniac. Mm. How many times do we have to come on this fucking show, step on a soapbox, and tell you that that is not okay? It is not okay to go after individuals that are a part of a larger corporation that they don't always have an answer that you want or can even speak on the answer that you want. What the fuck? I would. I can't even say there's a time and place for for verbiage or actions like that because there isn't. You know, don't attack people because you're not getting what you want, and to even come at them and say, "Hey, the suits you have in the game are trash." No, just because a suit wasn't for me doesn't mean it wasn't for somebody else. And there was still time and caring attention and love that went into it. Like, people made this game, dude. And we're, we're approaching the holidays. They launched the game. And that's the taste that you're leaving in their yeah. mouths. All of the work they put into it, all you care about is some goddamn suit from an old-ass movie that is actually a very poor representation of a character that I oh so love. Yeah. I, fucking Raimi's Silver Age interpretation of Spider-Man kind of sucks. And it's also really weird that those movies feel like old 80s films mm-hmm. despite coming out in the 2000s like beat for beat they kind of rem- remind me of the old batman movies yeah in a way well because at that point like this new age of comic book movies hadn't been ushered in so they were kind of retreading on what the batman movies had done and what the comic lines had done also it's not the point but there's literally like 23 suits better than the raimi suit already in the fucking game it's, it's true my dudes i just i couldn't imagine getting so fucking high on my own shit that i attacked people in an industry for a cosmetic skin one that they inevitably gave out for free that's not part of the dlc packs it's it's a free suit <laughs> make a fucking distinction about what's okay it's like yeah. y- you know Passion seeping into harassment is never okay. I've watched this one fucking explosion happen on Twitter. This one guy who's running a Shadow the Hedgehog fan account Mm -hmm. is saying, is encouraging fans to call Nintendo's customer service line and tell them you want Shadow in the game. Hit them up as much as possible. He blasted their number out on Twitter too. And everyone fucking reacted going, don't do this. That's a bad idea. And my dude was so delusional, he didn't understand why that was a bad idea. And Mm -hmm. first of all, they were like, um, they are not responsible for that game. They yeah. can't incorporate that. And also, Sakurai himself said that is not a good pathway for feedback. Please don't leave feedback in avenues where we don't expressly ask for it. Fans don't give a fuck. We, we want Shadow's DLC. There's no express rule that a, that a fucking assist character can't graduate to a fight. Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> shut the fuck up. Take a long, hard look in the mirror. The thing that blows my mind is that this t- this Twitter vitriol fucking feeds into like Reddit taking screenshots mm-hmm. of it and vice versa. Reddit's fucking mean 
stupid common threads fucking informs Twitter's idiocy. It's an Uiboros of idiots just fucking screaming and <laughs> belching on each other about the same bullshit and throwing their toxicity on people that don't deserve it. Fucking take a long, hard look in the mirror. You look like a jabroni. That's you. Fix yourself. Let me ask you, did this Shadow the Hedgehog purveyor, did they have an anime avatar? <laughs> yes, he did, Daniel. Okay. That he did. Okay. Well, <laughs> troubling times, indeed. <laughs> troubling times. I just want to go into 2019 and not hear about this just, just horse shit, okay? Fucking enjoy your fandoms, but realize when you're becoming just... You know who else is passionate? Stalkers. <laughs> oh my god. Doesn't mean it's okay. <laughs> what just fucks me up that we're getting it from two separate camps in, in two current franchises and properties that have so much love and care and are great games. Smash Brothers has more than you could ever want in it. Spider-Man is the definitive Spider-Man game. Go the fuck away. Get, get out of here. Go That's... fucking just make fucking Shadow the Hedgehog fanfic slash spidey yeah do, do what you want hey, here's the thing it's like the last few years have been so good for mm. games like 2016 2017 20, 2018 knocking it out of the goddamn park yeah. in my opinion i really do believe that the gamers have less and less to legitimately complain about that's why we all dogpiled in fallout 76 we were just like oh we're justified but when the gamers aren't justified they just start making shit up dude well, they do they just start making shit up <laughs> hey where's the Raimi suit <laughs> What? Fuck Where, you. Where's this one specific suit, guys? Oh, no, I'm, I'm going to Reddit. Fuck I'm going to go to Reddit hard. Fuck you. You don't care about the customer. I'm never buying another Insomniac game again. Good. This shit <laughs> couldn't even happen back in the day. Like, <laughs> yeah. The internet perpetuates this sort of environment where it's like, what did they do back in the day? Just send, like, mounds of fan mail at developers? Yeah. Fuck Zuckerberg for inventing the internet. <laughs> fuck you, Zuckerberg. We're taking you to court. <sighs> well, speaking of fuckery... <laughs> Bethesda is continuing its apology tour for Fallout 76. Uh, this time they're actually giving out the Fallout Classic Collection on PC for anyone who logged into their online catastrophe in 2018. The collection includes Fallout 1, Fallout 2, and Fallout Tactics. Now, even PS4 and Xbox One players can redeem it, but it seems like you got to play it on PC where Todd can watch you closer. <laughs> oh, he's hacked into the fucking network yeah. there. Yeah, he's so... Okay, they're really trying to pull out all stops on there. Yeah. They wouldn't have to pull out all stops if they kind of just said, hey, maybe we're going to push this one to February. <sighs> that's do you, all. Do you think this is an appropriate response to all the collateral damage that's happened? At this point, I don't know what's appropriate for Fallout, or I should say Bethesda, to do at this point. Yeah. I mean, I last episode I was talking about, they definitely need to fix the game, get it to a playable state, make sure people can't just say, like, hey, it's broken out of the box. Mm. You know? And after that... I, I don't know what they do with it. It's kind of a dud in the water. Why would they continue to invest in it? Why would they continue to make it? Just because they're on the hook with fans? The fans fucking rejected this game very obviously and yeah. very vocally. So it's like, even I would be like, there's no point to fucking make expansions for this or try to like recombobulate it or anything. <sighs> it's I think it's dead, man. I, th I think the opposite. I think they have to really? at least give it a year of support. Yeah, because okay. it, it is a thing that they put time and, and assets into. And creators don't, don't work your people to death to make a game that people don't want. But at least get it to the state you wanted it to be at launch. This big New Year's update that they're going to have 
do something with that. Um, I know they have talks to do what PVP. Yeah, PVP all the time to make all... it more in line with like games like Rust and you know Battle Royale. Well, games. that's not going to make that a better experience for me. I'll tell you. No, that. no, I don't think so at all. In fact, that's the most annoying shit. Is somebody trying to start yeah. some shit with me? But I, I think if they want to fix the state of it and have it be a continuous sort of games of service thing, they <coughs> they need to do something with it. Mm-hmm. I I agree. Like they need to support it to an extent, but yeah. I don't think they're going to invest resources to to fixing the game to the degree of fan expectation. Mm-hmm. I think they're just going to make it work, give it some new events and stuff. But we're not going to see this like huge Destiny Year Two change. And power to them if they do it. Power to them if they fucking do it. You know, I I think the fans deserve it. Yeah, I think the people that paid for this this abomination deserve it, us included. But I I would not put it past them to be like by this by this time next year Fallout seventy six is on the shelf you know so I wouldn't mind that I just I need at least twelve months of care and yeah. reworking with it before they can shift gears and start thinking about like their next launch on the horizon which is what purportedly Starfield no they they have another another team like, yeah. working on Starfield actively yeah Starfield's gonna be their next big push and then we're gonna see hopefully at a certain point more about Skyrim two. <laughs> Whatever you call it. I don't want to see anything from that just yet. Yeah? yeah? You're too mad at them. You're in the corner, Todd. We don't want to see anything from you. <laughs> you can't get us excited. Little Max got a fucking assist trophy on your ass. And you're stuck in that corner. Yo, we're jilted. We're not going to give him any nookie tonight. Oh, That's no, not what's going to happen. No Todd nookie. Hell no. We're not even sleepy, but we've already turned off our fucking nightlight. <laughs> we're not talking to you, Bethesda. <laughs> wow. I got some news. Well, that was all news, but I've got some news. Some new news for you. New news, Give Daniel. The first one stuff. on here is that the next Xbox is codenamed Anaconda. My Anaconda don't. <laughs> Windows Central, it's a website, says Microsoft is prepping the successors to the Xbox One family of video game entertainment consoles. Two SKUs will reportedly launch in 2020, a high-performance system codenamed Anaconda, and a less beefy but price-friendlier system called Lockhart. Anaconda and Lockhart. Those are kind of cool names. They're great names. Yeah. They're, they're probably just going to call them Xbox 2X yeah. and 2 stromboli uh microsoft is looking to drastically reduce game load times by including a solid state drive inside the anaconda not unlike how john voight's winking corpse was tucked inside the giant anaconda from the 1997 film anaconda it's a good call <laughs> it's, a, it's a good call <laughs> jennifer lopez and ice cube should be a part of the marketing <laughs> Both the Anaconda and Lockhart are rumored to support full backward compatibility with Xbox, Xbox 360, and Xbox One video games. You hear that, Sony? Isn't that a weird concept? That's how you do it. That's really weird. Even if it's just a rumor, that's still better than nothing. Hey, how's that PlayStation Classic going? Ooh. Ooh. It's not getting good reception at all. Ooh, 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 ooh. poor emulation. Yeah. But going back to Philly Spence's domain, Mm -hmm. I think... We talked about this before. Uh, also, the rumor that's a part of this I didn't write down is that the discless Xbox One S is going to be announced pretty soon and come out uh, by next year. Okay. Which, hey, you know, whatever. If I could trade in for like a tiny boy, that'd mm-hmm. be kind of cool. So it is supposed to come out as an iterative console before this. Yeah, okay. correct. So that would be like probably the last push for Xbox One S and then okay. the Xbox One X SKU is still out there. But I think this is a good idea to have maybe even launch at the same time with both of these options. I know some people think that kind of muddies having too many SKUs on the market, but it makes sense. It's like, hey, especially if the Xbox 
2s doesn't have a disk drive you can cut down on the cost mm-hmm. you know and you can also like offer something that's like hey if you already are like stuck in the playstation ecosystem for for instance or do mainly pc here's an attractive attractively priced system for you to go after or for those of you that are either already steeped in xbox you love spencer you love what he does you love how he does it or you're just looking for that high fucking performance go after this higher the 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 anaconda skew so is lockhart positioned to be the sort of diskless uh, less horsepower under the hood deal is, and nothing's confirmed about it being discless. But if it's going to be the cheaper alternative, mm-hmm. I think that the best choice that they make is probably to go discless on, especially it. if they're prototyping with these like one S's. Bingo. So yeah, that makes sense. Get people used to it, and then get people stuck in it. <laughs> That's how you do business, baby. It's not a bad idea. No, um, no. I like actually... we like we talked about before, two SKUs can kind of be ambivalent for your casual consumer who doesn't know the difference between one or the other. They might. I feel like there's going to be some buyer confusion sure. unless they, you know, have a, a clerk or a salesman who who knows what they're talking about. Like, okay, this is a distance version. This is what this offers you, you know, digital only library streaming, this and that still backwards compatibility. Or if you like your hardware to have, you know, your, your games on the shelf and all that, you can get the beefier one with the fucking solid state drive. Just a, a little tip, Phil, Philly Spence. Uh, go away from the S and X naming conventions. Yeah. I would probably go with like if oh let's say for instance Xbox Two Deluxe yeah. to kind of specify your meteor console. I think that's something that resonates with more consumers. Mm-hmm. And then you can call the maybe the other one Xbox Two Lite, you know, yeah. and just dig in with that. And people go like. Hmm, yeah, I'll get a light. And then you ask at a GameStop. A mom asks at a GameStop, so what will this play? And it's like, actually, everything. Mm-hmm. It's just that uh, this one doesn't have a disk drive. You have to download games. And then this one does have a disk drive. And I think they're both good prospects. And I'm actually interested to see how this rolls out in 2020. Do you see Sony kind of responding in kind with its PS5 SKUs rather than going for one? You know, maybe trying to do something similar? <sighs> Because they don't, they don't work in a bubble. No, but Microsoft has definitely had more skin in the game in terms of like getting up to this point with uh, Games Pass and stuff like that. Games Pass has had a lot more commotion around it than PS Now does, even though PS Now has apparently sold more uh, subscriptions. Still which unbelievable. Makes, I think somebody fudged the numbers behind the scene. Yeah, fucking Sean Layden <laughs> paid somebody off to add an extra zero. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I, th- I think Sony would have to be wise to think about it in the same way. <coughs> You okay, you need a moment. Especially if like the the prospect of um, you know brick and mortar st- stores and mom and pop shops and GameStop. So that idea of them closing down is in the future. You kind of need to move a little digitally. And I'll always be of the mind where you know I want my physical copies, but I I'm also pragmatic to think that you know one day that was probably going to go away. Not as soon as people think it is, but it's it's going to happen. So why not start here? Why not start with the PS5? Why not start with this next generation? If we're already mm-hmm. having like you know stream only consoles and digital only futures start now you know get it get a step up because you can only mm-hmm. master that by the time ps6 or that generation of consoles comes out while we're here uh giving uh consumer advice mm-hmm. uh phil i i like that you're looking into reducing loading times i actually think it's really irritating that we live in 2018 and i have to stare at any loading times mm-hmm. all games should be seamless and should make me come if i want to yeah 
I see think, God of War game of the year. Uh-huh. I think you should look into latency and network connection speeds as well. Mm-hmm. Especially if you want to be the pioneers of the, like a stream cons- console of like with no disk drive. Yeah. Figure that out rather than just relying on everyone's independent internet. Maybe try to help that. Start that conversation in some way. I think Microsoft has enough pull to start talking to these IP providers and going like, hey, what can we actually fucking do? You know, but there are reasons to throttle people's internet, and the infrastructure is shitty for certain reasons. A lot of it to do with monetary greed. Of course, <laughs> it's interesting too because I think that um, Microsoft, being more based out of like North America and being in the Eastern sphere, that that's more their priority. I don't know how it works. Wait, I fucked that up. I'm sorry. In the Western sphere, out east with Japan and all that, I don't know how Sony prioritizes like streaming um, and latency and all that stuff with their broadband providers i know out here it's mm. a lot there's a lot more emphasis on it right right so i don't know we should go to japan and check out the internet real quick mm-hmm. and ooh, 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 and eat some good food good food let's go we'll to the like a conveyor food. belt sushi place and yeah go to the red light district what what, what? Yeah. red light district yeah dude? dude yo that's dirt you're dirty, I'm a dirty you're boy. dirty boy yeah you're a dirty get me dirty with this next one you're a dirty boy number two this one is dirty some heartless bastard stole copies of kingdom hearts 3 you like how i threw heartless in yeah there? i like that more than a month before its official release over 30 copies of the long-awaited game were stolen and put up for sale on facebook marketplace at a hundred dollars a pop holy shit while the listings were quickly removed footage of the game's epilogue and secret movie were leaked online the game's director, Tetsuya Nomura, acknowledged the situation on Twitter, asking fans to not circulate the footage. For their part, the Kingdom Hearts community has happily complied. Most reasoning that if they were able to wait 13 years for the game, what's another month? Mm-hmm. As for the thief, I love this part, it seems internet sleuths across Twitter and Reddit found the son of a bitch and forwarded his info to Square Enix. The story is vague, but one Twitter user claimed they knew the leaker and said the fucker has a history of selling ill-begotten goods. The prevailing theory is that the leaker snagged copies of the game from a North Carolina manufacturing plant. Way to fucking get him with the crit hit, guys. Got him! Damn. Yeah, one of the voice actors actually tweeted out, as far as I know, I think they he actually got arrested <laughs> shit love it when that story love broke it, too it. i there was um some news that broke that said he was also tied to a local gang or the mafia mm-hmm. right yeah i heard, <laughs> Which is I heard something like that too now this is this is remember how we were kind of like going back and forth about the smash leaks because mm-hmm. it's like the nature of a fighting game is like yeah yeah but what are you really leaking you know mm-hmm. like how how mission critical is it to know certain things like how to unlock characters versus kingdom hearts mm-hmm. that has a very narrative driven emphasis mm-hmm. so yeah it might be pretty shitty after 13 years to fucking just have you know the death of goofy spoiled for you right? and shit like that <laughs> how goofy uh has his body explode like the people at the end of annihilation if you've ever seen that. oh shit yeah. <laughs> i will say however this is the only game leak where even seeing the story from start to end leaked, mm-hmm. it still probably won't make sense. That's true. <laughs> to the majority of people out there. Yeah. <laughs> even playing the story so far that the, the latest edition of all the games compiled together, I'm not going to get it. Yeah. How are, how are you? What are you doing to protect yourself from these leaks, Daniel? 
Um, well, I've got my fucking firewall blocker up, and I'm avoiding nice. it all. Nice. Actually, I haven't seen any leaks or spoilers about it, which is pretty crazy. I know there's that probably trolling jackass who's in each Twitter thread posting videos or like spoilers that he knows. Right. But I haven't seen any of it. Yeah, you have to you have to mute some words like Goofy, yeah, Donald, Sora, Norded, Nording. That's the big one now. <laughs> uh, I had to look up what that meant. I don't know if I'm the better for it, but I certainly know it now. Nording is when the organization member Zenonort basically inhabits the body and soul and mind of another is that a spoiler all right mute I, this yeah mute, mute this part of the podcast it sucks that somebody would go to great lengths to do this i know he probably just wanted lengths, to yeah. make some money yeah 100 bucks a pop i mean like that's pure profit because he stole them that's true <laughs> i uh, was like oh that's only 40 dollars above retail is that oh wait a second yeah. <laughs> my dude gets a hundred percent but i i do like the respect from the community i like namara being like hey you know we really don't want this to be spoiled this is supposed to be a big treat for the fans and the community try and hold your peace and words about it the best you can and, and let it come out the way it's supposed to in january i imagine that's a pretty yeah. major fucking bummer for that team that worked on the game for yeah. namara and everyone to have it just kind of like oh fuck this is already out there in the wild it sucks too that they have to kind of hold the the epilogue and final chapters too they're like okay we got to make sure this doesn't get out interesting yeah yeah how are they what are they what are they doing to hold that just like you had it's a day one patch that gets it back probably damn it man people crying about raimi suits and fucking stealing kingdom hearts man what a heartless time we live in it was shadow all along <laughs> he's the one doing this damn it reggie it turns out we had to put shadow in the game <laughs> the gamers are rising up too hard <laughs> by the end of this episode it'll reach a crescendo <laughs> they'll be breaking through the walls man it'll be like the end of Shaun of the dead in the fucking winchester bar <laughs> fucking gorilla radios playing in the background people are fucking throwing our switches at us <laughs> anyway the next one on here Ah, oh, the Uncharted movie lost its director, Daniel. Oh, no. Jesus, find him. <laughs> it's actually an expansion game where you find <laughs> the director of Uncharted. Fuck. The Hollywood Reporter, which reports on Hollywood, says director Sean Levy has walked away from the long, gestating film. When you walk away, you don't hear me. Spoiler! Say. Okay, sorry. Don't nort this fucking podcast. <laughs> Sony has been trying to develop an adaptation of Naughty Dog series since 2008. At one horrible point, Mark Wahlberg was set to play Nathan Drake. In its latest incarnation, Tom Holland was tapped to play a young Drake because a Sony exec popped a boner after seeing Spider-Man Homecoming. Mm, Punching that Raimi suit. Mm -hmm, Punching that zipper. (laughs) (laughs) Levy left Uncharted in order to direct Free Guy, a sci-fi comedy in which Ryan Reynolds realizes he's living in a video game that's about to be shut down. Oh no, Ryan Reynolds, get out of there. (laughs) Which, for reference, is the exact plot of Sword Art Online. Yeah. But this one's got Ryan Reynolds, so it's going to be better than that nerd shit. Of course. Yeah. I love Ryan Reynolds. He's I love, great. love Jagged Off to him. It's fucking great. So I think we covered this about two years ago that Sony was kind of moving forward with production. fuck? No, that's impossible. So we covered something two years ago? We did. Yeah, there's a lot of continuity on this show. Wow. We can't expect anybody to go back and listen to it because our production's gotten way better in the last six months. We can't expect anybody to listen to anything that we listen to or make now. True. But so back then it was a... I don't know i don't know that it was an attractive prospect we had our our minds on who we wanted to play you know nathan drake i think we got a great treatment over the summer with the nathan fillion short film that they did that's the guy we wanted that's the guy that we wanted that's the guy we needed and we got that kind of teaser and i'm like oh well this this could be something but mm-hmm. i don't think we're gonna get any more with him 
No, I really doubt that we yeah. are. I think that's that's the extent of what they made, and they walked away from it. And it looks like that's going to be the only fucking Uncharted yeah. film that we're ever going to see at this point. And honestly, with movies like fucking Tomb Raider, do we really need an Uncharted movie? Do we really need to see a vanilla interpretation of this fucking franchise? Yeah, it's true. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if I really need to see something that's already a ripoff of Spielberg movies, Indiana Jones. That's true. I, I don't think a movie would encapsulate the the pulp nature that is the yeah. Uncharted games. It's action. It's fucking slapsticky humor. It's quips. I don't know that they would capture it in the same way. I mean, that's all movie stuff, but yeah. like a big part of that is the interactivity and going living those moments. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, if you film those big uncharted moments, I mean, yeah, you kind of seen that in films already. Mm-hmm. The the big fucking pull is that you're playing it. You're playing yeah, those moments. Sure. It's having you know? that, that agency and getting to interact with the the world and characters on your own terms. I got a question for you. Sure. The train sequence from part two. Oh, so good. Fucking amazing sequence, yeah. right? What if you were just watching it? They, they still have ways to make it gripping and visceral. I'm not saying do the hardcore yeah. Henry thing, put me in first person with it, but, you know... They're, I'd be kind of for it. They're, uh, maybe maybe do, like, shift perspectives here and there. Just do it once in a while. There, there's something about climbing up that train, climbing up the wreckage, and overcoming it, and then getting on to your next mission, and and regrouping with your your friends after that that a movie it won't be the same it it's won't gonna be a scene same. wipe it's gonna be just like transition yeah uncharted <laughs> the movie the most attractive prospect was the idea of tom holland playing mm-hmm. a younger drake i think that's really cool some of the stuff they did with young drake in uncharted three and four was some of the most compelling stuff that really fleshed him out in cool ways yeah you could have done a fun movie with that i think yeah. you could have done a really fun movie with that but they said that this iteration got the closest to production than anything else mm-hmm. So I don't know if somebody else is going to walk in and pick up the pieces and be like, no, no, keep Tom. Let's fucking do it. I doubt it, though. I think they're, they're going to fucking reboot again <laughs> on whatever next cycle. Probably. And we're going to get Marky Mark back in the fucking back in the shoes. What is that? Oh, we got we got vacuuming going on on our end. That's not on your end, guys. That don't do not worry. A ghost is not vacuuming yeah. your home. Currently, <laughs> People are preparing for the Christmas. <laughs> uh, number four on here. Now, this one is a this one tickles you journey yeah. guys buckle the fuck in if you're in your cars right now just be calm yeah take your foot off the pedal a little bit yeah soldier boy has joined the console space and the console space doesn't want him <laughs> famed rapper soldier boy also known as soldier boy tell him <laughs> i didn't know that until today you didn't know that no i really in, didn't in that know one that. song it's soldier boy tell him I th- thought that was a lyric. Yeah, Soldier Boy, tell him it's not. A, that's my name. Yeah. Fuck. You. It's a dumb name. Okay. He has released two gaming systems this week as a part of his Soldier game line because oh. 2018's just been like that. Mr. Tellum is offering up the Retro Soldier Boy Mini, which looks like a counterfeit Game Boy for a reasonable It features 508 games loaded onto 8 gigabytes of memory. The other piece of shit the 28-year-old rapper decided to slap his name on is the Soulja game Fuse. It's actually a Chinese console announced in 2016 meant to compete with the Xbox One and PS4. You can actually buy the Tomahawk Fuse F1 for $319.99 online versus Soulja's rebranded edition which cost $80 more. Dude 
to the Soldier Boy Mini's uncanny resemblance to Nintendo's past handhelds, talk of legal action erupted within four fucking seconds of its announcement. Soldier Boy responded in kind with a flurry of angry tweets he since deleted, but haha, fuck you, Soldier Boy, the internet kept those receipts. Here's one quote If Nintendo was gone do something, they would have the first day. My console not going anywhere, everything I'm doing is 100% legit. Sorry, this is a stream of consciousness. Everything I'm doing is 100% legit. Stay mad and I'll keep getting richer, end quote. The next thing he said was, Nintendo ain't going to shit. The next one I have to filter, but this was his message to the fans that were calling him out. Quote, I'm not scared of Nintendo or none of you homophobic slur nerds making YouTube videos. Eat a dick and thanks for the free promo. End quote. That's my favorite part. Eat a dick. Wow. That that is really how you manage community engagement there. Soldier Boy, tell him. (laughs) Fuck. There is so much to unpack in this. One, the fact that he's rebranding these fucking <laughs> emulation consoles that are made in Chinese factories. Yeah. Two, that he's like not even trying to answer questions or be like kind of transparent about the games list or what's going on here. Instead, he's telling people to eat a dick for calling him out because my dude doesn't understand copyright law. <laughs> not at all. This would be like us taking our Switch, putting all of our favorite games on it, and rebranding it like the fucking save room on the go. The fucking save room handy yeah because <laughs> it's a handy handheld finally thank you it came back yeah. oh my god so some of this uh launched ahead of the game awards actually where we saw screenshots and little msr fucking pricings here and there and i was like there's no way that this is happening I, th- I, I thought it was a joke i didn't think it was real but lo and fucking behold i think somebody was showing a, a screenshot of them fucking plugging in the fuse and it has like the original crash bandicoot on the set list you soldier you can't fucking do that my guy soldier soldier somebody's gotta tell him now (laughs) i'm sure it's that he has he can't superman on that hoe he needs to actually really read through copyright infringement law I, w- I wish that uh, we should make our own fucking TV show, kind of like last week tonight with John Oliver, where we do these fucking gaming deep dives and the stupidest shit that we've ever heard in the industry. And that would be our fucking topic of the episode, a deep dive on Soldier Boy's big business practices and his Soldier game line. And then the end of the episode would uh, us be presenting like, hey, since he did it, we're going to do our own. It's yeah. just a fucking switch that we've just colored blue and it has our logo on it. Mm-hmm. Maybe our dumbass faces like on the, on the menu screen. Or on the joy and it's called the save room handy because it's a handy handheld i like that a lot let's just do that that would sell this is fucking great and we would sell it for well we have to sell it for more than the actual console's worth so yeah 369.99 oh 369 for sure yeah actually it would have to like we need to calculate it by state so that when the tax comes out it's always 69 so the price is going to fluctuate depending Mm. on your county This is ridiculous. <laughs> Are you sure? I know he's been out of the music game for a few years and hasn't had a hit since like 2007, but he can't be that out of touch with copyright laws and how Nintendo is. To say Nintendo ain't going to do shit, they're the exact sort of company that's going to do shit. They've shut down emulators in the past. They've shut down fucking Zelda emulations, Mario emulations, this and that. Like They're not going to let you fucking do this with their properties. Reggie's going to break through Soldier's fucking living room <laughs> like the Kool-Aid man, and he's going to fucking break a Soldier over his fucking knee like he was Bane. At first, first, 
he's going to attack Soldier's spirit. Mm-hmm. Then he will break his body. Is that fucking Reggie's final smash? <laughs> That's his final fucking smash. He breaks through it. He 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 softens you up by throwing fucking switches like Shuriken. <laughs> oh my god! And then he fucking nest blasts you, dude. Hell hath no fury like a Reggie scorned. Right, soldier. Yeah, I, I fucking Sakurai comes in. He latches on a soldier boy like a redead and sucks his life out. This may be the greatest hip hop beef that I've ever seen. Soldier versus gamers. It's really East Coast versus West Coast shit. <laughs> when we're talking about es- like uh, East Coast though, we're, yeah. we're talking about Japan. Yep. <laughs> I love this. This is great. God bless you, soldier. <laughs> he brought us one of the best fucking news hits of the week. Daniel, 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 Daniel. You got this list, and it just looks like everything coming out next year. Okay, so that was my idea. What was your intention? We've got two episodes left of the year. This one, and what will probably be our Game of the Year episode that we'll record next. Um, So I thought it would be cool to to hype up 2019 and talk about our most anticipated games of 2019. Oh, fuck! Yeah, dude. We got a lot of announcements at TGA. We got a lot of announcements at EEE. E3 for the fans. It's a good idea. (laughs) It's, It's great, right? So we're just going to meander through games that are upcoming. Wow, I don't think I've ever seen a YouTube or article uh, about that. So make sure to fucking smash that subscribe button. You make sure you get notifications, man. <laughs> get the notifs. Get those notifs every day. The save Room Boys are haunting you. Our list is kind of in no specific order, although we did want to save our respective most anticipated titles last. So you'll give Correct. yours, I'll give mine. But otherwise, it's going to be a meandering nonsense list. I hope. So strap in. <laughs> Here we go, guys. Here we go. We'll, we'll, we'll suss it out. Okay. Some, some of these will run through because there's not much words that we need to put to it. And it is important to note that while some of these had announced dates on them actual fucking release windows some of them don't some of them we're actually speculating might come out in 2019 maybe they won't it's just our hopes our little save room boy hopes it's just our hopes and dreams and don't deflate them if soldier can make fucking consoles we can have hopes and dreams this too. is how your soft boys are gonna get hard it, oh jesus christ <laughs> sorry i know it sounds like ghosts are, are yeah. in the attic it's it's just our it's just our kids uh, see ghosts sometimes kids, kids see ghosts sometimes. sometimes kids see ghost spirits <laughs> speaking of the first thing i'm really excited about next year is luigi's mansion 3 that's pretty hype made by the nintendo it's got a tba for 2019 it might be the first luigi's mansion game that i play i am really unhappy with you that is one of my favorite games in existence the luigi's mansion and i even really love dark of the moon on the 3ds i was trying to figure out what it was called it was like dark side of the vacuum <laughs> dog it's nintendo's resident evil of course I love it. Okay. You know, the first one had the the, the fixed backgrounds, too. Oh, which yeah. That's why I was so like, oh, that's my cool. God, I love this. And you get the bust of the ghosties, dude. It's so satisfying when you suck them up. When I'm just sucking those ghosts up, I'm just really happy. So what do you need from this one? Just more, more sucking just up more ghosts. More puzzles with my fucking vacuum. Okay. Um, I think the 3DS port of the first game was screwing around with co-op. It I had Gooigi. I would love to have some Gooigi action with you. Some gooey fun. What about like four-player local co-op? I've just or- thrown like 14 innuendos in the last three sentences. Mm-hmm. And you just like... You, I don't know if you're just so in, like indoctrinated by them. Like you just don't see them. Like your face doesn't even flinch when I tell you that I want your Gooigi all over my I body. I will get my Gooigi all over and you'll have to clean it up with your fucking spirit back 5,000. <laughs> oh no, it's the poltergeist, right? I don't even need that to suck it up. <laughs> this, is a, this is a bad episode, isn't it? <laughs> it's pretty bad. Damn it. Dude, we take like two weeks off and... Fuck! damn uh number two i put on here was sekiro shadows die twice we got mm. it's coming from 
from software from 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 march 22nd oh my god that's so soon i am so happy for it i cannot wait to dive into it we were kind of talking about this where you're like i'm excited for ghost of shishima and i'm mm-hmm. just like Sekiro's kind of the reason that i'm not really i'm more excited about they Sekiro. Like different beasts though i i i, I totally see yeah. that i know they're different beasts i know that's going to be more of an action adventure sort of situation mm-hmm. for uh what sucker punch does yeah from software and they even said like it's not as dark souls as you think it's still dark souls enough for me to get yeah. fucking excited i think that's it. why we've had this fucking miyazaki boner for the past yeah. six months and this is only gonna make us climax i what's our game of the year 2018 bro bloodborne it's, there you go spoiler <laughs> Bloodborne will be our fucking game of the year every year until yeah. the end of time, until part two comes out. Exactly. Okay. It's going to be cool. There's some attractive prospects. The fact that it's stepping away from its standard gameplay of like that Soulsborne style, making it more kind of action heavy. Right. Um, not Less- making it character creator sort of deal. I think what you get to choose from one of three classes and that's it. They're not even classes. It's just one of three characters. Character types. Okay. Yeah. And the other thing is it's moving away from stats and such. You don't necessarily level up in this game mm-hmm. from what I understand, which is all kind of endemic of like, you know, the old Tenchu games and stuff. Okay. They're just trying to make like an action adventure that's probably going to be fucking hard it's going to require your attention thank you very much but it looks cool as shit man darting around on trees and and spooking bad guys and putting your sword in their spine it's great they showed a reveal trailer i think where he's fighting a a giant or a cyborg or whatever and it was so cool the dude definitely wasn't a cyborg it was a cyclops thing oh yeah fucking cyclops he picks him up fucking suplexes him off the level and you get the fucking you died screen i'm like yes i want that so bad dude i'm i'm excited for it it's gonna be hard it's gonna be fun and it's gonna be what we like i know i know uh next thing you have on here my dude i'm not is this Oh, yeah, this whole game got leaked. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Kingdom no. Hearts 3? Oh, yeah. Kingdom Hearts 3 comes out January 29th. Yeah, dude, right after Resident Evil 2. So, sorry. I'm probably not going to pick it up until I'm fucking done. I, I, I'll concede that. I will probably... I won't platinum RE2 first, but I will at least beat the first story. Uh, Story? You yeah. mean campaign? Yeah, first campaign. Who are you going to play as first? Probably Claire. Probably Claire? Yeah. Yo, good shit, Why dude. not? I was going to do the same thing. I mean, is there a trajectory that you'd recommend doing first? Um, I play as Claire because I love her and wish she was real and my mom and my girlfriend and my wife all at once. Wow. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff yeah. to unpack there. Really? Yeah. Do we have enough time to kind of <laughs> uns- unspool that? Maybe maybe be beneficial to me. <laughs> well, you'll have to pay me and you'll have to lay on our couch that we don't have. So You said weirder things. That's true. Kingdom Hearts 3 I'm hyped for. I I don't know that I've maintained the hype throughout the years. I'm just... I don't know. I'm excited to finally get my hands on it and see how it plays. I don't have any big expectations for the story because I honestly don't know what the story is anymore. But I like the sort of action RPG combat that the games have always hinged on. I like the interplay of the worlds. I don't necessarily like flying my gummy shit, but I like the the end-all goal of getting to different destinations and fighting Kingdom Hearts-related enemies in all of them. So I am definitely interested. Mm-hmm. I've played Kingdom Hearts 1 and I really loved it when it came out. Again, part two didn't really hold me as much. Mm-hmm. Probably the omission of David Boreanaz as Squall. Of course. Um, wait, no, they called him something stupid in the game. Leon for no reason, right? They called him Leon. No, I think they still called him Squall. No, they didn't. Okay. They called him fucking Leon. All right, whatever. I remember, and I was very mad. And then, <laughs> and then people would look at Final, Fest, Final Fantasy VIII and be like, oh, he's Leon. Hey, I'm going to do a fact, okay. fact check. Do a fact check. Do a fucking year wrong. I think- Google, what is, what is Squall called in Kingdom Hearts? I know they don't call him Lionheart. Although you can get the Lionheart Keyblade. What do they call Squall in Kingdom Hearts? 
According to Kingdom Hearts Wiki, Squall Lenhardt is a supporting character in the Kingdom Hearts series and leader of both the Heartless Resistance and the Hollow Bastion Restoration Committee. After the destruction of his world by the Heartless, he changed his name to Leon in an attempt to amend for his mistakes. Okay, he's right. They call him Leon. In the I, I will give you my Keyblade. I have lost the right to, <laughs> to be a master. <laughs> um so i'm interested yeah i would say that i'm excited for two things in particular i'm excited to see more of aqua because she was a badass character from birth by sleep and i'm excited to finally get to see my boy sora fuck around with big hero six Haley joel coming back i don't know actually i haven't Hmm. looked it up so that's a good one um number four unless i got here no actual date but it's supposed to be coming out in 29 wolfenstein youngblood Mm-hmm. i'm super hyped on that yeah the the daughters of uh bj blaskowitz yeah i'm really into that Ooh, they should put bj blaskowitz in smash oh my god yeah 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 yeah. that would be fucking great you can have alternate skins where like you're in the wheelchair or others <gasps> where you're fucking headless and like a different body <laughs> i would be into that but all the characters at least have the same maintaining of having daddy issues exactly so. exactly because of bj Wolfenstein was one of my game of the years for 2017. I think it was my second favorite game of last year. Super hype. I haven't played any of the other ones, but I like the world that's set up, and I like the idea of this one being set in the 80s and it having like a co-op bent, because you get to play as one of the two twins and you can do local co-op, so that's cool. I forgot you, about that. We can do co-op in this you shit? You always thing? forget about it. Yeah, that's going to be one of the like Yo, the new selling points for it. Oh, that's going to be so fucking fun. Yep. Okay, I'm into that a lot. Super hype. Next thing you got on here, I am super into this, Doom Eternal. Mm. Speaking of the things that Bethesda does right, publish other people's yeah. games. Exactly. I am so into it. Uh, I especially like the whole, um, it's kind of like a grappling hook shot situation that he has in this one. And that's how you carry yourself midair between enemies to fuck them up. Oh, I think that's going to be, it's a small but fundamental change that's going to make part two feel very, I think, unique to itself. It's going to elevate the platforming and action by like 100 degrees. By a, by a temperature? Yeah. Well, because you're in hell. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty course. hot. That's that's uh, lit, dude. I think I'm excited for that a lot, and I'm excited for... I forget what they call them, but you fight, like, other Marines. Oh, d- wait. I thought you fight other Doom Slayers. That's what it is. Other Doom Slayers. Yeah. That's going to be fucking cool, and I wonder what that's about, because it indicates that there is more than just him. Mm. I'm actually one of the few people really into the lore of the new Doom games, because it's kind of this weird combination of the older games, somewhat of a story, mm. into this new thing. And it's like, if you go out of your way for it, it's there, and it's something to chew on. I'm intrigued by that. I hope Part 2 expands on that way well, more. You definitely get two camps where it's like, oh, Doom had no story. I think I was there for a little <laughs> bit where I was like, there isn't really a story, but like it is all in the contextual shit, all in the fucking audio logs, and the stuff you discover along the way. Like You have to really menu dive and, and read up on each character and each monster, and it, it gives you it all, but you know you have to work for it. Next game on here, Daniel. Devil May Cry 5. Hell yeah. You don't give a shit. I haven't been able to give you get you into a fucking Devil May Cry game in my existence. I'm giving up. This is it. This <laughs> it's okay. Is done. I said I would play DMC. Five? Devil May Cry. Oh, you'll Just play DMC. you'll play that? Yeah. When are you gonna have the time? I don't know. You I, got you got fucking this massive Kingdom Hearts, you're stuck in Red Dead, all your favorite characters are getting th- shot in the face. Oh god. Pour one out for no redacted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um there's gonna be a dry season between the end of the year and when resident evil comes out so there's time i'm again i i'm 
I'm excited to an extent. Mm -hmm. In the perfect universe that I wish I lived in, I am rich, I have a girlfriend, and they made a sequel to DMC Devil May Cry by Ninja Theory. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the game that I want and will prefer... I want DMC5 to make me walk back on that and be like, you know what? No, mm-hmm. they did a good thing. And it seems like they're doing interesting things, especially with Nero's character. I like the whole, like, hey, all of our main characters are kind of dirtbags this time yeah. around. I'm into that. Look at Dante. He looks like he fucking is, like, half past retirement. Really, though? <laughs> they're doing some goofy shit with it that I'm just like, okay, I'm into this. I'm into this. But I'll report on that when it comes out literally in fucking March. Yeah, March 8th. I'll watch you play it. Busy we'll see how it goes. Oh, there's a demo out for Xbox right now. But- oh, really? God forbid I plug in my Xbox. <laughs> Ooh. You put this on here. Sure. Yoshi's Crafted World. You into that? Uh, yeah. I actually... They demoed it at E3 2017. It didn't have a name yet. But there were some interesting things they did with like foreground and background play. <laughs> where it's just cute. It's all handcrafted. You have like little side characters like moving the world around you. And like you go through the, the foreground and it's one version. But then you go down to like a side path. And then you get the behind the scenes where you see like shy guys like <clears throat> drawing windows down or moving platforms or like yeah, you see the behind the scenes true. stuff so it, it reminds me of like kind of kirby's epic yarn where it just is gonna have a different like textural look and feel to it and i think it'll make for some cool game and it's it's a relaxed platformer yes. it's not like other platformers that'll have you fucking throwing your controller through the drywall you know it, it's it's like it, no it's 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 fine like yeah. it's not gonna give you anxiety essentially i need something like that because i don't know the, you need anxiety i need something chill rather oh. yeah yeah, if I wanted anxiety, I would do eight-player Smash with Yoshi's on level nine. Yeah, you want to try that after this? Uh, no. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Talk about too much happening. Gotcha. Hey, you know what's good? New Yoshi. You know what's better? New Yoshi story. Ooh. Do it. Just do it to me, man. Or put the original on the fucking Switch real quick for me. Fourteen ninety-nine. What's this next one on here, dude? What is the next one on there? Uh, Division 2. We're going to be dividers again. Yo! <laughs> always be dividing! Oh, man. Fucking March is packed with games. We got fucking DMC. We got The Division. We got Sekiro. Oh, my God. Division 2 is March 15th? Yeah, so right in the middle. I, I don't might, know. I might sit on it and wait. You know what's going to kind of be the uh, the final say for me? Hmm. Whether or not I like Anthem. Okay. If I really like Anthem, I'm going to want to just continue engaging with that instead of like relearning another service game. That's true. That, you know, has the uh, damage floaties on enemies and then the legendary enemies mm-hmm. and the recurring fights and stuff. And That's it's true. like, well, you know, like for me, I'll be like, let me let me make another value judgment here. Oh, I can jetpack an Anthem <laughs> and that might do it. You know? Yeah, that's true. I mean, we really don't know what we're getting with Anthem yet because Bioware hasn't put out a game like that. Yeah, that's so it's true. it's an interesting prospect to see what they're gonna do with it. But I enjoyed my time with the division. My problem is if you start playing it with a group of people, and then you stop playing, like that happened with us for a little bit. I think I got it maybe a week after you did, and you were already level thirty. So like the the level gap was so far mm. and wide. And when we would group up together in parties, I would be put up against these massively hard enemies that I couldn't fucking get through. I was dying every other second, relying on you to save me. Mm-hmm. So I mean, if we started at the same time and keep going at the same rate, I think I'll maintain it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I want to get Division Two at launch. I mean, yeah. maybe. I haven't seen anything that really pulled me in that says this is a legitimate reason why I want to get Division 2. I'm just like, yeah, it looks like more Division. Well, Ubisoft's words it's going to be the end-all, be-all Division because they announced the DLC pack way ahead of time. 
I don't know. Maybe Ubisoft, as of late, has mm-hmm. been pretty boss when it comes to supporting their service games. Sure. It's like you want to get, you want to frown at the business model, but you know, you look at Siege and you look at what they did with the Division One after a while, and it's mm-hmm. like, ah, oh, no, they they really do stick to their promises and they really do try to like foster that ecosystem continually over time. So that could be a thing. That's true. I, maybe it is one of the ones we should wait on because Division Two, where it started, is far different from where it is now. Like that is. A far different game in every aspect. Mm-hmm. I liked the first division. I liked the cover system. I, did too. I, did I thought too. it was a super snappy shooter. I thought the combat was great, um, and I liked the setting of New York. I think this one takes place in in Washington D.C. Yes. So yeah, I mean, we've had so many shooters fucking that take place in the capital of the world, or the capital of the United States, but capital of the world, huh? <laughs> I mean, oh, I see. Trump would think there's so. there's that American exceptionalism that I've been <laughs> hearing about. The one that Ken Levine warned me about Ooh. in Bioshock Infinite. Great game. Uh, it was an okay game. Mm. The next thing on here, I'm real, real excited about Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, The Black Order by Team Ninja. We don't know when it's coming out, but it is definitely published by Nintendo. That's so crazy. I know. What a, what a detail we missed that it was being published by Nintendo. I know. Ooh, well, is, I was looking down. Is it going to be a Switch exclusive for a while? Correct. Okay. It'll be a Switch exclusive. And from the way that the graphics look, kind of little... You know, a little simple. It reminds me of the graphics of, of the like, art style, uh, like DC Universe Online or uh-huh. something like that. Yeah, not like super fucking yeah. hard on the eyes, but you know. But it also means that they can probably do more, like more enemies probably. on screen. They're switching the perspective from it used to be an isometric game. The first two, mm-hmm. they're going to kind of an over-the-shoulder thing. Could be interesting. Okay, could be could be feeling like a little god of war who knows who knows oh i don't think it would be that tight over it's not gonna be that tight hell no no. hell no 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 no, no. (laughs) come on man this is this is about like a game with like 40 superheroes that you have to like you know exactly they 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 play differently quotations in the air but they're mostly the same (laughs) yeah i'm excited for this marvel ultimate alliance 2 and 1 were my fucking jam Uh, i played the shit out of them i love just that fucking bevy of marvel characters oh man who do you want to see in the game particularly give me my give me my best boys give me wolverine give me gambit give me nightcrawler colossus that's see that's the thing that they learned no fucking x-men and marvel versus capcom infinite couldn't do that shit again there is x-men represented in this game yeah. for sure that's oh, a big it has get. to has to yeah. you have to going forward for sure i would want to see you know i would want to see some spider-verse uh representation oh of course definitely miles morales yes I, definitely some gwen stacy action give me spider gwen oh fuck oh, so many characters so many so many characters are you think they're gonna have like Nick Fury in the game? I think I think I saw Nick Fury. I think so too. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, cool. There's a lot of opportunities, especially with like all the MCU characters and all the new comic characters that have happened in the last. I, I don't know when Marvel Ultimate Alliance two came out, but it's been like ten years, I think. It came out in 2009. Okay, so it's it's been at least yeah. nine years. So it's been some time. Yeah. There's there are a lot of characters they could work with. I want to see some of these cinematic adaptations. Give me Iron Spider Spider Man. He technically was in part two. He was an extra costume. Oh, yeah. was he really? Yeah, yeah. He, oh, I didn't know he that. He still had the legs. Okay, he had cool. the legs, though. That yeah. was good. Well, and you're also up against the Black Order in this one, right? Correct. Which, so. so we're tying it into the whole Thanos arc, okay. which is interesting. Children of Thanos, Black Order. Um, and this game, apparently, I heard it's coming out in May. I thought I was. I thought it was coming out. Well, or at least it's coming out after Avengers Endgame. Okay. Okay. Ooh, that's a good way to elevate the experience. Oh yeah, they're gonna get. That's a little groundswell that's gonna be coming their way. I'm buying it day one. I don't give a fuck. And I have this awesome twenty dollar hoodie controller. 
uh, mm. to play it on, so I don't have to struggle through the Joy-Cons. I think that's, that's going to keep me going on that bad boy. I think so, too. All right, next one we got on here, number 11, is Code Vein, Bandai Namco published. <laughs> what? You said it, I think, did you say it right? Yeah, I wrote it down. That's how you know I can say it right when I write it down. <laughs> Nando Bamkai. <laughs> Nando Bamkai. Um, I don't know super, like, I don't know a lot about this game to be very hyped about it, but I, the art style seems cool, and I like those sort of action RPG elements. Mm-hmm. I think that'll all play into it very nicely. I'm hoping that like it kind of is a uh, goes more toward the blood bloodborne route of mm-hmm. being aggressive and fast. Okay. I just wanted to play fluidly but still have those kind of dark souls tenants to it and okay. I, and I'm there for you. Honestly, dude, I like playing these offshoots. I like playing these other other companies that dance in the genre, you mm-hmm. know? I thought the surge uh, by oh, yeah. Deck 13 was really fucking neat. They're coming out with Surge 2 next year, okay. maybe? I don't know to be that excited, because I, I dropped the Surge like a dirty shoe, but for the fucking three <laughs> hours that I was playing it, I really enjoyed it. Okay. So I'm into an anime Dark Souls. Fuck you, I That's am. the thing, like, the style of it seems really yeah. cool. It seems stylish, and, it, like, it's gonna be a lot of fun. I'm into it, I, yeah. but it was supposed to come out uh, last year, right? That one got delayed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they keep okay. pushing it back. All right. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> I think hopefully that's a good sign that they're just going to keep on working on it to mm-hmm. an extent. But that that's going to be definitely a fun one. Now, the next one on here, I don't like one aspect. They renamed it. Now, in <sighs> Japan, it is known as Judgeyes, and in the Americas, it's known as just Judgment. One of the most disappointing reveals from the Kind of Funny showcase. Come on, man. You should have kept it as Judge Should have kept it as Judge But I'm hyped for this, too. It's, it's going to be really fun. cool. Yeah, yeah. It looks stupid fun. And, it, yeah. and I like, again, I think I talked about the last time we talked about Judge Eyes, which mm-hmm. is its official name in Fuck Judgment. Uh, <laughs> I like that you don't have to be steeped in 10 plus years of Yakuza lore mm-hmm. to get into this game because it's about different characters in the same setting. Mm-hmm. But it's not necessarily tethered to Yakuza whatsoever. Yeah. I think there might be references, for sure. That's cool. Because there's no way that a detective is not going to run into the Yakuza. Especially in the same Kamarucha district. Okay. But there's going to be some weird shit in this game specific to him being a detective. I mean, I think they would want to do their fanfare and nods. I think it would only serve their community to do stuff like that. Oh, yeah. It already came out in Japan. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, shit. It's already out. So if you want to like look up YouTube videos and shit. I don't know. I'm stoked for it. I'm always down for like an arcade Sega brawler. Well, it's not. It it has brawling elements, but it's really a lot of dialogue, my dog. Oh yeah, I watched you play Kawami. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> it's gonna be a lot of that. People just sitting down in bars and talking about getting each other gifts for the holidays and That's stuff. Every Japanese game. Yeah, I got I got on this pawn shop loop in fucking Yakuza Kawami, and it, it was like I love every reaction. It's like this is the worst thing that could happen in my world. <laughs> this man pawned my watch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have it on here, but speaking of games that have too much dialogue, I'm actually really excited for the Catherine Full Body release. Oh, okay. Because I got really hard into that on the PS3. Is that coming out for Switch? I don't know, actually. Ah, fucking up. Yeah. Atlas, man. But I know it's coming to to PS4 with like an extra episode and more content, so I might rebuy it. I like that game a lot. You really dug on that one. Granted, it's just Qbert, you know, it's just like a fucking like step up, (laughs) stepwise puzzle solver. It's a good way of putting it. It's just an advanced Qbert with some weird with shit with hentai elements. Yeah, exactly. Hentai. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of Japanese games. I didn't have a transition for it's you. Good. But Neo 2 is supposed to be coming out in uh, 2019, I mm-hmm. think. 
I maybe it'll, it'll slip, maybe it won't. They're saying it's drastically different from the first game. I want to know what that means. I think it just means it's not going to be about that weird Geralt ripoff. William? Yeah, even though he was actually a real person. But f- yeah. fuck him. Geralt, Geralt's more real than you, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I love Geralt. <laughs> Put Geralt in Smash, motherfucker. <laughs> Do it, Sakurai. Do it. <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm there for Neo too. I played a lot of Neo 1. I didn't beat it. Um, no. But I really enjoyed it. Again, another Dark Souls slash Bloodboard offshoot that I think is really neat. I like when other developers play around with that genre. I love the setting of it being kind of like in feudal Japan and the sort of enemies you would come across. You'd come across like yokai and spirits and Fucking demons. oni and such. It was rad as hell. Some of the boss fights were kind of hard. Like, way different than bosses you would come across in Dark Souls. Yeah, some of them were, like, the boss logic was, like, way too hard. Yeah. It really was about just, like, your timing versus what you can do. Like, you had to specifically always do the same attacks. I'm just like, oh. But uh, there were a lot of really cool systems. You had armor sets. You could, like, do different poises and attack patterns. And you get to do challenge modes, too, which was always cool. That's true. That's true. This next one on here uh, from Remedy Control Mm. looks like an interesting puzzle shooter. Yeah. Uh, They just released another trailer this week for it. Did they really? I need to check that out after this. Uh, looks really fucking cool really fucking beautiful mm-hmm. uh is it is it kind of like a lower like a like a double a game not not to proliferate that fucking phrase because it's stupid but you know what i mean when i say it i think it would be more of a double a experience for okay. sure i know uh remedy is pub or developing it i don't know if sony's publishing it i don't know who's publishing it actually who's doing what with this goddamn i game? mean if sony publishes it it would probably elevate it more as a triple a experience but I think it looks cool what we've seen of it so far. I like sort of supernatural science fiction stuff. Your powers and abilities seem really interesting. And it seems like they do a lot in terms of like inverting the level and mm-hmm. putting you in like zero G situations. I think that one's going to be a, a surprise cult hit. Yeah. Of the games that um, Sony showcased in their E3 demo, like that was one of the ones that called to me the most because I was like, this is all really intriguing. I haven't seen a game like this in quite some time. That weird one where they basically held it like in a garage and then they had a pan flutist. Yes. And, okay, I remember that, that one. one. Yeah. <laughs> that was last year. That was last year. You excited for Town? Town is cool. I don't know. Town is an, another interesting prospect because we haven't seen Game Freak do anything majorly different from Pokemon. Not that they haven't done no. things that are different. It's just we don't really know about those goddamn I'm, titles. I'm sure they have a lot of them that release pretty annually in Japan, but... Mm-hmm. I'm I'm interested for another sort of Game Freak branded RPG. I yeah, yeah, I'm willing to watch you check it out. We don't know enough about it yet, though. You know me, man. The, the older I get, I'm just not into traditional JRPGs anymore mm-hmm. like that. Like I just I it has to be like a standout for me to want mm-hmm. to engage with it because these days I gotta be true to myself. Dog turn based combat turns me off. That's true turns me on the the last new jrpg that i played was octopath traveler and i am actually kind of interested to go back to that when there's a price drop because it was a really special game from its art style to its sound design to like the characters Mm -hmm. and i feel like the turn-based thing was a little more real time i feel like i wasn't always waiting to to attack i felt a bit more sped up than the traditional rpgs yeah i think there is a definite like subversion of how they did it so you know yeah. interesting stuff i don't think town's gonna do that <laughs> probably not <laughs> what next, you got on here? next one on here is the man of medan super massive it's supposed to be coming out in 2019 no actual date yet though yeah the, the cadence of this is that it's gonna be uh what do they call it the dark pictures yeah. anthology so man of medan is the first one and the cadence is two games every year mm-hmm. essentially man of medan starring um one of the ashmores i forget which one 
The good Ashmore or the bad Ashmore? Uh, Sean Ashmore is the good one from Animorphs. Yeah. And then, I don't know the other one. <laughs> Animorphs. A fucking YA body horror. <laughs> As we learned. We did a deep dive the other night on the Animorph series. <laughs> We're going to continue doing deep dives. Stay tuned. On kids. the fucking Yurk cast. And the Yurk cast. <laughs> <laughs> But this one seems cool. I yeah. I liked what um, Supermassive attempted with Until Dawn, although it wasn't my favorite narrative type mm-hmm. game. I think it tried to straddle too many different realms and tropes of horror at once. This is why this is a better idea. Well, Focus on one genre for each of these games <laughs> yeah. instead of doing 15 and 1. It was fucking like watching Friday the 13th do battle with a monster movie. It's it, weird. It was a little much at times. Like They didn't know whether it was a slasher game or a horror game or a paranormal game or if it was Evil Dead. I'm like, or Saw at one point. Saw, yeah, like, just come on man. but it had cool ideas this will be cool i like the idea of antho- anthologized horror and i trust them with this yeah yeah, yeah. no and i i think they're a fucking we, great studio we don't have a studio like telltale around anymore to carry the mantle and i don't trust david cage to do it with any sort of fucking morale so what do you mean man david cage got ripper ripper past the game of the year <laughs> what the fuck do you mean you don't like the cageism <laughs> I'll lock you in a cage for not liking David Cage. Fuck you. Detroit's the smartest narrative game that came... Oh, uh, he can't <laughs> that, No, it. I can't. No, I can't. Fuck quick, you, David quick Cage. Quick time your way out of this one. Quick time your way out of this one. Now, I am super excited about this game. What is that? Mortal Kombat. It's the theme song. Is that the theme song? Oh, okay. That's pretty good. Yeah. I tried. Mortal Monday! <laughs> like the kid in the commercials screaming it up for no Yeah, the uh, 90s commercials. Mortal Kombat 11 was <laughs> fucking announced. And we got. Oh, dude, we didn't get to talk about this on air. I talked about it with Jess. Yeah. I, I think it's going to play with time or play with different versions of characters. Mm-hmm. You were asking me what was the big difference in, in part 10. Versus 9. Right, which was the fighting styles. You can actually have three per character, and mm-hmm. it actually changes their appearance a little bit and changes the combos and movesets that you can use. I think they're going to evolve that into you can change your version of the character. So, for instance, like we'll have a modern-day Scorpion, but then we'll have an MK1 Scorpion yes. versus MK3 Ultimate Scorpion, you know? I'm cool with that it's gonna be yeah i'm into that so much and nether realm has not let us down since they started this endeavor with mk9 and justice has been fucking solid mkx was fucking great and justice 2 was the tits the cool thing is like they deliver not only really solid fighting games but great stories to boot with them like i like well you know great is subjective but greater than most fighting games okay yeah i'll give it that it's actually kind of corny as fuck when you get back into it and it's it's only the highlights of gore that really kind of make it stand out but yeah i i cannot wait to fucking just break my dick off in this game do you think it's going to be like a fucking sakurai every mortal kombat fighters here approach it's like, I don't need them to do that because they've done that at least three times. Yeah. Mortal Kombat Trilogy, and then Mortal Kombat Armageddon, and then MK9, we're just like, here's every fucking character, you know? I love that, though. I love it. I do love it. I just, give me a good reason why you're doing it again yeah. for 11. You know what I'm saying? That's it. I want to see more of the new characters that they introduce, because, like, you got, uh, I don't know any of them by name, but you had, like, kids of, like, characters that we've known for years. Oh, like Cassie Cage, Cassie daughter Cage. of Johnny and Sonya. Yeah. Uh, I think Liu Kang had like a nephew or some shit in the yeah. game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no I, I want to see those characters return because it was mm-hmm. really cool. That's why I'm hoping they play with time. But 
I'm going to get into it pretty hard. You haven't even played fucking part 10. No. You I, should be playing part 10. I've legit let you down so hard left and right on that because you're like, get it. It's on sale. Get the fucking XL it's version. $5 right now. I mean, maybe I'll get it. I don't know. You have it still, right? Of course. I'll okay, never fine. get rid of it. I can just borrow your version then. I will never get rid of a Mortal Kombat. Dog. Obsidian announced their next jammy, The Outer Worlds. Fucking eating Borderlands' lunch. It's going to look cool. What. It's going to be cool. I th- and one thing that I'm really excited about is that they're saying it's like not going to be this massive open world for nothing. It's mm. going to be reined in. They're saying like kind of kind of temper your expectations for what we're doing. We want it to be a very granular, detailed world versus a massive one. And I'm like, thank you. Yeah. Red Dead is boring out there in the woods. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's beautiful for the first ten minutes, but the next eighty-two hours of running through the goddamn woods, getting hungry or bitten by a snake, is not exactly my idea of engrossing. I like when one game tries to, but the problem is every game. Tries tries to do it now and it's like oh it's okay to reel in your open world experience fallout 76 with all of its errors and and problems and bugs did not need to be four times larger than fallout 4 it, it could have been smaller and i would might actually run into other human players exactly so maybe having like a central hub world and then having like contained worlds outside of that awesome i'm stoked plus the fact that what's been missing from the Fallout games is kind of Obsidian or when they were Interplay making one and two. Mm-hmm. And even you, you see it in New Vegas. They're kind of dry wit. Yeah. You know, that fucking sarcastic humor to it. I feel like when Todd gets a hold of it, it's just obvious dumb jokes. Yeah. Todd, you're just not good at joking, my dude. You're just not good at joking. <laughs> you lost all the funny. You lost the funny in you, dude. Go in the corner. No, don't. I don't want to hear about Starfield. <laughs> This is interesting, too, because, like, Microsoft has an exclusive deal with Obsidian, but this isn't it. No, 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 no. It is not it because this is something that's happening for, um, what is it, Division Games, Mm -hmm. which is an offshoot of Take-Two. Okay. So they're fulfilling their contract with them because, again, Obsidian was a contract uh, uh, studio. Mm -hmm. The only IP that they really have for themselves is Pillars of Eternity, which I have to wonder what Xbox is going to do with that. If anything. Are they going to let them continue to making Pillars of Eternity games? I don't know. Maybe. It depends on how relevant they are. Um, They're in the now. Yeah. But Obsidian is a beloved studio. People love New Vegas. They want more of that. And hopefully we get like kind of the spiritual successor of that here. Far Cry New Dawn. Not quite a sequel, but not small enough to be called an expansion. But it probably is just an expansion that they're making you pay 40 bucks for. It's crazy to me that this game is coming out like a year after Far Cry 5 did. Right. It seems too soon. Didn't Primal do the same thing after 4? Came out a year after? Yeah, and I think it did the same thing where it yeah. used the the framework of the map and just filled it in differently. Right. So This one's definitely going to be in Hope County. Yeah. They've already said that. It happens with one of the endings of Far Cry 5. Mm-hmm. I heard there was multiple endings in Part 5, but I don't think... I think mostly it always ends with a nuke dropping. Spoiler. (laughs) What a way to announce a game, too. Like, what if nobody knew that a nuke dropped in Far Cry 5 and now everybody knows? I forgot that I played Far Cry 5 this year, so... I have to remind you about it every fucking week. You're like, oh, yeah, I played that. Oh, yeah, Far Cry 5. Yeah, it just wasn't super memorable, man. Mm -hmm. It felt the same as the rest of the Far Cries. It just was like, Far Cry, America-flavored. Because it softballed its message. It could have done some shit that was really prescient or very current and they didn't mm-hmm. they just ubisoft once again is like oh let's stray away from being too openly political like skirting around it. it's like fuck you you think they would have landed it harder if they just did it if they embraced like yeah. the biting satire a little more 
Yeah. Okay. I think it would have stuck with people. GTA would have done it. Would have pissed off a lot of those uh, those gamers out there. Twitter and Reddit would be a flame. But <laughs> it's worth it. It's worth it. Do it. Shadow doesn't belong in Smash. <laughs> Are you thinking you're going to pick this up at all? Probably not, because the, the only Far Cry game I've ever purchased was Primal. I had a great time with it, granted. Um, I felt there was a little bit lacking in terms of I wanted to be able to play with friends. You know, this this really reminds me. You're tromping the fucking ball, Ubisoft. Mm-hmm. Just give us Far Cry with dinosaurs. That's all I want. Nobody would question you. Nobody would be like, oh, what's the logic of the dinosaurs? No, 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 no. They'd be like, okay, cool. Can I ride one? <laughs> That's all I wanted. That's all I wanted from Primal. All I want, dude. That's Whatever. all I fucking want, dude. All right, number 20 on here. We got one, two, three, four, five more. Um, uh, Ghost of Tsushima, Sucker Punch, developed to be announced. We don't actually know if it's going to come out in 2019. I don't know how far along in development they are with it. The tech demos have been really impressive so far, but you can do a fucking vertical slice and show me like a five-minute gameplay demonstration, but the rest of the game could be shit. I didn't see enough of the game to really get like, super excited about it to be really honest. yeah oh dude i don't know i think it looks graphically superior to anything i've fucking seen in the last year um yeah sure the, sure the sure, gameplay sure. looks cool and the setting looks awesome no i got you i got you now i love it I love feudal japan all of it yeah. i love it but i feel like i'm getting a lot already from experiences that i know to probably trust like mm-hmm. neo 2 and Sekudos made by from software yeah. i don't think they're gonna fuck up feudal japan in fact, didn't they make some of the Tenchu games? Isn't that why I mentioned Tenchu every time we talk about From Software? Yeah. They made like one or two of them, right? Yeah. So I I feel like I'm covered. Here's the other thing about that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I necessarily want Sucker Punch of all studios to be handling a Feudal Japan game. I kind of want to just see them maybe take another crack at Infamous or give us something... Mm-hmm else i don't know if this was the project that i would have said sucker punch is the right man for the job i don't know we've been I don't know. we've been surprised in recent years with um guerrilla games with from kill zone to horizon zero dawn insomniac doing their games to like ratchet and clank to spider-man so like this really? could be yeah. an opportunity them to step up and do stuff they definitely have experience with open world action adventure type games you know what you know what fuck me straight in my mouth you're making a good point like, here you're making not? a good point why not we've seen so many studios like kind of like naughty dog even naughty dog wasn't always this fucking high octane awesome narrative house they came from the school of like jack and daxter and, and crash bandicoot <laughs> so like this could be their big break this could be a surprise i'm i'm stoked for it like i said i think it looks graphically amazing and the sword fighting looks really cool as long as it's not like it doesn't lean too heavy into pick your stance if i can master the framework of moves and combos i'm down for that you're totally right we don't sword fight enough with each other we don't the next one that i'm really excited for is dying light 2 Mm -hmm. on this list here i love the fuck out of dying light they did such a good job on that they took the tenants of dead island Mm -hmm. which both you and me have a soft spot for but is admittedly kind of people hate it it's kind of shit it's kind of shit i like it but it's kind of shit i'll give you that that one was what techland and deep silver uh deep silver published it and techland develop it and then techland walked on over to uh who published fucking dying light it wasn't ea oh no did they publish it themselves? I think they might have, actually. That's really interesting. Yeah. Fact checked on me, but I love Dying Light. I, I'm so interested to see what they do with the sequel. I wonder if they're going to bake in any of that Battle Royale element that they tried to do, the Blood blood Harvest or whatever the fuck that they did with Dying Light uh, 1. But 
you know another uh, sorry it's it's developed by Techland and published by warner brothers that's right okay. it's a warner brothers joint and warner brothers actually has a surprisingly good catalog of games mm-hmm. that they release including mad max and just cause and yeah. fucking batman god i want that harry potter game so bad oh, it's i don't know why so cool. i want it so bad but no uh, sorry dying light yeah <laughs> dying light is trying to add like some more moral dilemmas into it and mm-hmm. i think that's pretty interesting it's like if you help the the militia out there it turns out they're a bunch of fucking assholes that are like big brother so you actually help the criminals mm-hmm. with getting like the water supply then there's like this you know power plays that occur through it which i think is going to be pretty interesting because we're really far down the line with the whole yeah we've been living with zombies at night for a while yeah <laughs> you know it's more about the human element which is which could be pretty fucking interesting for post-apocalyptic uh fiction because i think dying line did a good job with it's somewhat of a story i didn't get too far into it i think i got it the entire thing when it was on sale i thought it was ve- like on a gameplay level it was very sound i like the parkour elements kind of felt ripped from like mirror's edge mirror's edge or some of the better assassin's creed games but it did it really well dude. yeah it did it well and it actually is pretty fucking thrilling to get into a chase with like a group of zombies coming after you yeah or even the nighttime i forget what they call but like the super zombies that uh can fuck you up in like three hits you have to like run and get them through traps and set off like light grenades essentially because they they hate any kind of uv It's fucking cool. Yeah. I'm really in the part two, man. I'm hyped. Hopefully by the time that one comes out, I will have actually played through the first one. I know. I know. Number 22 on here. Wow. We really did a lot of these, huh? Um, The Untitled Pokemon game. TBA. Yes. They did confirm that a full-fledged Pokemon game, a traditional Pokemon experience, is coming to the Nintendo Switch in 2019. Cool. So you got Let's Go, which is supposed to like kind of be the gateway drug for people playing Pokemon Go. Mm and a nostalgia trip for anybody that liked the original games anybody who liked yellow Mm. but it's kind of simplistic in nature and it it doesn't have the same core values as a traditional pokemon game like Mm -hmm. there's no there's no random like gym battles and stuff or or random encounters anymore right it's all about catching them so i actually played it with dave because there's a co-op component (gasps) and we were walking through a dungeon and you literally see all the pokemon like on screen and you have the choice to walk up to them or walk away so. I wonder how much of that's going to carry over to this. Like, wh- what if they keep the whole being able to see the Pokemon in the overworld, mm-hmm. but, like, you can still fight them, like a tra- traditional Pokemon experience? I don't mind it necessarily, because that's the way the Final Fantasy games evolved over time, where the mm-hmm. random encounters happened, you wouldn't be able to see them. And then, like, Final Fantasy twelve, Final Fantasy fifteen, Final Fantasy thirteen, even, like, you can see the monsters on the map as you approach them. You have the option to just walk away and flee, or you can fight them and then a separate screen will happen where you're in the battle obviously but i i don't know i like it 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 makes the world feel more alive yeah rather than me just fucking traversing through an like empty open map and then oh this thing came out of nowhere so what 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 do you think it's gonna be like the setting for because we had kind of like a hawaiian setting with the aloan editions mm-hmm. uh, and then we also had france for we did no it, reason and, and, pokemon and, y. X and y. so where are we gonna are we gonna go to fucking germany are we gonna go to the eastern block what's gonna where are we where are we going in this next one is it gonna be kind of like a japanese influence finally i wouldn't mind that yeah because I, I mean, you could assume that Pokemon is set in Japan, but it feels very Americanized in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, take, I mean, fucking take me to the Japanese countryside. Or even fucking throw it back. Let's go back. Let's go to West Virginia. Let's go to West Virginia. <laughs> Pokemon 76. <laughs> I really don't know what they're going to throw at us. I, I like 
the hard RPG elements of Pokemon and the systems that they've had in place. I've just never engaged with any of the handheld games for too long term. Yeah. Like, I think X and Y, that was the farthest I'd ever gotten into a handheld one. I actually beat X. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great game. I, I really enjoyed it a lot, but... I don't know. I'll pick it up. I got curiosity about those Pokies. I love Pokemon. I do. Don't get me wrong. But I feel so far removed from, like, really going hard into a, a video game. Dude, if you pick up the other edition of it, because there's most assuredly going to yeah. be two versions of it, we can trade Pokemon, and all of my Pokemon would be named, like, Cockmuncher and stuff. Okay. It's going to be so funny, dude. Keep your Cockmunchers out of my Pokedex. <laughs> You're going to get all my Cockmunchers. <laughs> They're going to be like Langoliers invading your fucking Poke world. Kevin wants to gift you the map of Tazzy. Get it out of here. <laughs> it's a ripping pastime, dude. <laughs> All right, last two on the list here. Uh, my most anticipated and yours. We don't actually know if this one's going to come out in 2019. There's We have a lot of speculation that Naughty Dog might. Maybe it'll come out in 2020. But my most anticipated is Last of Us 2. <laughs> I'm, I'm really, really hoping they hit it. Uh, no confirmed date, bro. You no. can't do this. Fuck you. No, I know Neil and his team, they're hard at work trying to make the best game that they can. And ev- every sort of tech demo and thing that they've given to us has been really impressive. I know. I know. I, I know that this game is going to be nothing short of just a fucking home run. Yeah. I I have to wonder what is the bent for the sequel that mm-hmm. really is going to hook us. Is it really just going to be establishing... Is it going to work off of the same gameplay laurels of the first game? Like, is there no other, like, extra thing that's kind of different, you know? I want to see different enemy types. I want to mm-hmm. see them kind of expand what this infection has done to society. I mean, it's set, what, a few years after the first one? So I feel mm-hmm. like the, the Cordyceps virus will have mutated and kind of evolve from there so yeah we're we're bound to see at least one or two different enemy types if we got more of the hunters and the bloaters like i wouldn't be mad the the weird part is it's like while i really love this universe and what i love what they gave us it could have ended at one Oh yeah they would fucking naughty dog was even like yeah we really told the story we wanted to tell there they didn't need to do it i think they just like probably heard so much fervor from the community like yeah make a second one we want to know where their story goes between joel and ellie and there's ideation there, you know? I, yeah. I feel like Neil and the team have asked themselves many times, especially when they're working on the first game, what would we do if we made a sequel? Mm-hmm. And I like that they had, like, kind of a brain bug where it was just like, hmm, this is the one to follow. I want to know where this goes. I like the fact that Ellie is a star. Ellie was essentially the star of the first game anyway. She stole every scene she was in. Really, If, if you're not saying that, you're lying to yourself. Right. But I, I don't know. I like the sort of father daughter dynamic that uh joel and ellie had um it was a story built around love and survival mm-hmm. and, and kind of having the bond with somebody that he couldn't have with his own daughter because she passed away in the game's opening right. moments kind of his his second chance yeah it, it was a great story about redemption and i mean he tries hard to redeem himself even doing some kind of morally gray things here and there but it was a very compelling story like god you know what i just thought about we, when we started the save room mm-hmm. it was after last of us came out We've never had, like, just a sit down and really talk through The Last of Us. We did once. We talked about it on our, our episode zero when we did our hashtag seven favorite games. Like, that was on both of our lists. I told you to delete that one. We t- Well, I'm still referencing it, but we talked about it pretty hard. We reference I- it all the time like it's this good thing. I don't know. I don't know that that episode's good. The sound quality is bad, but the conversation was good. All right. Fair um, enough. I don't know. I wouldn't mind revisiting it as, like, a, Boom. a retrospect. Boom. I would love to do a retrospective but- episode in The Last of Us because it's one of my favorite games of all oh, time. Yeah. It's... It's in my top five. Yeah, same. 
easily. It's, my top five. It, it's one of the experiences that to this day resonated with me so hard. And I, right. I think about it like almost fucking every day. Like, right. it set the bar so high for narratives and stories. And my favorite thing is watching uh, YouTube videos of people crying during the first ten minutes. Yeah, God, I love those tears. I love the videos where it's old people being shown The Last of Us, and they're like, "What is this? Is this a movie? What's happening here? Why?" Like, <laughs> the bet, the bets on hate over love is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Seeing ellie in a different light journey about vengeance whether it's you know a loved one that had been murdered or joel even seeing yeah. her arc i want to see more of that and the setting of seattle that's that's a cool call it's where we it's live it's where we live i want to see them do some cool stuff with that you want different things from the gameplay i think the gameplay was fine where it was but no I, sure for sure for sure they definitely showcased a lot of contextual shit that i'm excited to get my hands on but it's like mechanically i want to know why like i should give a shit about the sequel if it's the same i'm like oh, okay that's fine just give me a really knockout story then i just want that kind of well, i want both to be there what did they change mechanically between uncharted's two three and four you know the train sequence <laughs> i mean the cover system and and gunplay action was more or less the same the fourth one gave us a fucking what grappling the, rope the old man with the mustache makes some real good funnies in part three yeah that was a big difference right there man so they more or less could keep the gameplay the same took them four games to get to a jeep <laughs> really <enough. laughs> we we figured out swinging <laughs> shut up daniel i don't know i don't know what i want just show it to me and i will know it <laughs> Tell me about what you do want. What is what is your most anticipated game for next oh, year? Oh, motherfucker. Resident Evil 2, the remake, is my most anticipated game. I've actively been kind of just not paying attention to a lot of the promo materials for stuff. Like, I'll show a passive interest and be like, oh, okay. I know, you're looking at me like, no, well, there's been like, some recent shit that I haven't watched. Okay, I feel like every like new thing that's come out, you're like, hey, check this out. <laughs> and you're yeah. fucking dissecting it and taking screenshots yeah. well sometimes i'll watch like a, you know when there's an extended gameplay video of like the you know whatever e3 or not e3 but trade show demo yeah. that they have i just kind of go like oh, okay i have pay attention knowing full well that that's going to be at least 200 hours of my life mm-hmm. i am going to sail through that fucking game with a smile on my face and a boner in my pants and i'm going to platinum it in the name of shinji in the name of the one guy uh uh hamea he may be in after the fact whoever you are in the name of you in the name of the redfields in the name of my father william bartholomew papis <laughs> and it is going to be a transcendent moment when i pop that plat it's it'll be like having my hymen broken for the first oh time oh my god <laughs> he's hyped he's I'm pretty hyped for fucking, this fucking game i'm pretty fucking hype about oh this game god. dude and i heard a little thing mm-hmm. Capcom originally said that there's only going to be two campaigns and they weren't going to do the scenario system that the original game had. However, there have been little gameplay snippets that show that Leon and Claire fighting the same fight that would otherwise be impossible. Mm-hmm. Like boss fights that like only made sense if there was an A and B scenario. Because like we saw campaign fights where it's like, oh, it's the same room, but she's fighting something different. Yeah. We're seeing her fight the same thing, like a G-Monster, I think, is what it was. Okay. Really cool looking in this game, by the way. Nice. God, I guess I have been paying attention to a lot of the promo shit. Anyway, (laughs) and if there's an A and B scenario in this game, I'm lost. I'm lost. I'll get to Kingdom Hearts in April. Yeah, probably. (laughs) Okay? Okay? 
you're going to catch me streaming. By the way, you can find me at <laughs> twitch.tv slash the red herb. It's going to be Resident Evil all the way down, yeah. dog. It's going to be Resident Evil 2 fucking like th- four months. Okay? Even after he beats it, he's going to replay it and replay it and replay it. I'm going to do knife only runs. Ooh. I'm going to do fucking like, I don't know. Maybe I maybe I don't have to fight any enemies. Maybe I can lead them to their own demise. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. What if there's I'm a speed run? Three hours or less. You think I'll you do, can it. do it. Okay. I'll do it. I'll learn that game in and out. I'm not going to disengage from that game. You're going to be like, hey, did you check? I was like, no, I didn't, bitch. No. Resident Evil 2 came out. <laughs> hey, man, there's a fucking Dark Souls 4. Bloodborne 2 just came out. Nope. <laughs> nope. What's going to happen is like, I'll always just, I'll take off like two weeks of work. I'll just be in my room. I'll fucking have some food. I'll buy a mini fridge. I'm not going to leave. I'm going to piss in jars. <laughs> I'm gonna be naked. Gonna have bed sores. Gonna have the name of the red fields. (laughs) This one's name is Claire. No, but real shit. I'm just really into this game. I really want to play this game. I'm glad you're getting it. I really, really. I hope it isn't shitty. What if it is? What if it plays like a little bad? What if it's just like? In all of your experiences with the Resident Evil games, uh, we'll say from four on, even if the stories didn't vibe, did they play bad? No, they. I feel like I've only gotten more competently as shooters. Yes, the revelation stories, like the spinoff oh, games, okay. are pretty whack as That's fuck. Different. But I'm still in for the gameplay. Yeah, you know, in for a penny, in for a pound, yeah. as they used to say, and only made sense specifically in England. There, there's no way it's gonna play like shit. They're using what the RE engine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. If anything, it's gonna build off of the previous iterations, or even Resident Evil Seven, and that game played great. Rumor has it there's going to be a little trial demo okay. that they're going to release for people out there. Nice. Because um, they, they found some code or whatever on Xbox where it's like, oh, it's like a, a play it until the time is up kind of situation. So yeah. you can play a lot of the game before it is. I don't know if that's going to be a Game Pass thing or whatever the fuck they're doing over mm-hmm. there. I'm hoping some sort of demo comes out. Release it at the beginning of January. Get me super hype. I'm going to start streaming that shit. And then I'm going to play the actual game at the end of the month. And it's going to be like um, being baptized, really. I'm not going to know where this game ends and you begin. I know. It's okay. It's going to be a journey. I'm going to come home one day. You're going to be fucking like you're going to have an overcoat and a hat. You're going to be looking like Mr. X. Referencing the film Annihilation for the second time on this podcast, Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be like when Natalie uh, Portman comes back from the little bubble where all the weird alien shit was going on. And they asked her, what was it? I don't know. What did it want? I don't know. That's how I'm going to be when I walk away from Resident <laughs> Evil 2. You're going to be like, so how do you feel? And I'm like, I don't know. No. Did you enjoy it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. This is a bad episode, isn't it? You I think we made that. a bad episode. <laughs> wow okay well that about wraps up our most anticipated of 2019 i'm also stoked for that game but i'm not on the level that this dude is on (laughs) he's on a whole fucking another level with it nobody no wonder nobody fucking listens to us (laughs) next week we'll probably do what our game of the year episode it'll be our last episode of the year it'll probably come out yeah first week of january yeah so yeah yeah, yeah. it's gonna be good i'm stoked about that one i feel like our lists are gonna run very similarly (laughs) 
They really are, but yeah. we're going to have some different bends too. It's going to be good. It's okay. going to be good. Let me do some end of show housekeeping for y'all. This has been The Save Room. Sorry it sucks, but sometimes it's fun to do. Sometimes. You can actually find us at our home, soundcloud.com slash The Save Room Show. Otherwise, find us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and some other shit. I forgot. I was pretty toasted when I actually signed us up for some stuff, so yeah. we might owe somebody some money. I'm sorry. <laughs> we're going to have to contract that one fucking uh, Kingdom Hearts scalper out there in north carolina in order to make ends meet (laughs) oh my god you can find kevin in january losing his mind to resident evil 2 on twitch.tv slash the red herb and if daniel gets back into the stream game again when he he dusts off his his stream personality i i I feel like uh like michael b jordan in in creed 2 where i just i lost it for a little bit i lost the fight but i'm gonna see that movie i did actually you didn't tell me about that there's a lot i didn't tell you about good it was great Oh, I haven't seen the first one, but I love the second one. Oh, that's confusing. It's good shit. But yeah, you'll find me rising back to my former stature and streaming, hopefully, uh, over at twitch.tv slash Dungeons and Daniels. You have to think about that. I almost said the redder. You almost said the redder again. That's all that matters Listen, anymore. It's been a while since I've done this. <laughs> now, this when this episode's coming out, it might be a little bit after Christmas. Uh, doesn't matter if it's Christmas you're celebrating or whatnot. I hope you guys do have a happy holidays. Mm-hmm. Personally, this is not my favorite time of year. You know, I think for both of us, we we, we get hit with some, some feels that we don't necessarily want to encounter. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to have a little message for the people out there that also feel similarly. You are great. <laughs> and if you stumbled in this podcast, we really appreciate your ears. Mm-hmm. We hope that you can get through pretty fine, spool up some video games that mm-hmm. you're into, maybe hang out with some friends that you haven't in a little while, and yeah. try to get through this piece of shit season together. It's true. It's very true. That's part of why I needed to go <laughs> home, because this time last year was really bad. The seasonal depression out here can't be understated enough how awful it is at times. Yeah, fuck you, Seattle. But, I mean, to round out 2018, we had a lot of big moments. We kind of elevated ourselves on different platforms had a lot more like listener and and twitter engagement and we're really thankful for that shit so thank you guys for sure you guys made our holiday and year so much better you really did and this year we we saw a lot of engagement a lot of people stumbling onto us that hadn't before and i just want to say to you from the bottom of my heart i hope you have a ripper pash of a year (laughs) i like it all right well that's been episode 48 guys thank you for listening in the bag fuck you david cage david cage (laughs) 